This Tabby Road podcast is intended for mature audiences. So why are you listening? This is the Stabby Road Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Stabby Road Podcast in which three people of different generations discuss horror themes through the lens of films of their respective eras. And for the last couple of episodes, we've been specializing in the clown subgenre of horrors. Clowngasm, swallowing, spectacular. That yes. was it. Okay. Yes, I remember. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm fucking old. I'm sorry. So, uh, um, where am I? Yes, to uh, to my right is uh, esteemed uh, uh, award-winning filmmaker and Sesame Street director Rob Graydon. Hello. Uh, we, uh, I talked about it. 1990, you talked about um, House of a Thousand Corpses. Yep. To my left is the lovely award-winning adult star, Sonia Harcourt. Hello. And this is a special episode for several reasons in that, Sonia, your movie is... Terrifier. And we are joined by the esteemed, the man who manned the Fangoria chat for God knows how many years when it first started, then ultimately built the empire known as Dread Central and is a producer of several films, including he is the executive producer of Terrifier 2, is also known as, uh, as Dave, Art the Clown said it, the godfather of the Terrifier franchise. <laughs> uh, we are proud to welcome... The legendary, the one, the only, Steve, Uncle Creepy Bart. You want me to introduce myself? I can introduce myself. Okay. So Steve's our guest, and uh, the way we usually open the show is the person presenting the film gives a little synopsis, a touch of opinion, and then we open up to the group. Only this time is the first time we actually have somebody involved in one of the films we're talking about. So this is going to be... An experiment? Yeah, first guest episode. First, yes, Steve, you are you, you popped our cherry. Thank so, you. Be gentle. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so, so anyway, handing it over to you, Sonia. Oh, this is so exciting. Thank you so much for joining us. This is My a pleasure. real treat. Um, terrifier. Oh, where do we begin? So we start in what we don't know is sort of a not a flashback, a front, what would you call that? Flash forward. Flash forward, thank you. Um, Of a TV interview with a very disfigured woman who then makes her sort of vain, somewhat judgmental TV interviewer quite disfigured as well. Boom, opening title. And then we start on like the real action of the night. We meet Tara and we meet Dawn. Drunk walking home from a party. They just, um, Don is way too drunk to drive. Tara is trying to convince her to get food, and they see this absolutely terrifying clown just watching them from the alley. They get creeped out, but whatever. They're going to go get their pizza. They're going to sober up. They're going to drive home. Art follows them to the pizza shop, gets kicked out after smearing shit all over the bathroom walls like you do, writing his name. Not something every slasher does. Nope, nope. Um, <laughs> so they again go back, they leave creeped out, go to the car, and suddenly Dawn's tire is flat. Was it flat when they left? Ah. And 
just mayhem, madness, and murder basically ensue from there when Tara has to go to the bathroom and goes in a creepy building with a very helpful janitor who's not creepy at all, but it just leaves Dawn vulnerable in the front seat of the car alone where Art joins her and captures her. And yeah, I mean, do you want me to like go blow by blow through each? Do you, do you think we need to? Or? I don't, I think that maybe let's pull Steve in. Let's go yes. through the film. That's, I'm like, and, I don't need to go blow by, but let's bring in yeah, the Godfather. Cause let him talk about it as we're talking about it. So yeah. uh, I would say Steve, uh, you know, aside from your illustrious career, which I botched in the, uh, in the intro, <laughs> um, tell us, which by now he is now upgraded to Godfather creepy. Mm-hmm. You're no longer him. uncle. You're a Godfather. Godfather talk creepy. to us. Talk. Let's start with Terrifier, and I'm, I'm sure we'll touch on some of the other parts of his career uh, and how we met and the humor story behind that. Uh, <laughs> but how did you discover Terrifier? All right, there's a lot to unpack here. First of all, you've made it sound like the first movie has way more more story than it actually had. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> No Basically, art shows up, people die. It's wonderful. Everyone has a good time. They go home. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Joe and I go back way, way far. And uh, it's an honor to be here with him and with you guys. Thank and you. I, I love the man more than I can even put into words, even though he fucked with me hardcore for a very long portion it of was, my life. Yes, it was, yes. We did not start off well. We'll get to that. Okay. Um, <laughs> You know what? Uh, because of everything that happened, I mean, I wouldn't change a thing. I mean, from Joe and I arguing to me moving on from Fangoria, it all led me to where I ended up, and that was building Dread Central. And when I built Dread Central, you know, I just wanted it to be a place where people who like this kind of stuff could gather and, and be free of judgment and just talk freely and have a good time. And so I ran that company for about 18 years. And, um, you know, after a while, you know, the the business model started failing. So we needed a company to come in and, and give us a leg up, a parent company. We never had a parent company. You know, we did everything indie and ourselves. And I'm so proud that we were able to maintain that type of business model for 18 years, you know? And uh, the company that bought us was Epic Pictures Group. And they came in and they wanted to uh, release a line of horror DVDs under the Dread Central label. They wanted to spin us off into a movie label. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. Um, So they set me up originally with like hundreds of movies. And I watched every fucking one of them and uh they all sucked and i say that with a grain of salt but they all sucked and you know dread central at that point was very much my baby and i'm not putting out something that i don't believe in i would rather not put out anything Mm -hmm. joe knows me i have this weird thing called integrity it's weird (laughs) it's like i have an aversion to to, to money don't understand (laughs) to a fault where it actually he you know and uh I saw this little movie called Terrifier and it ended. And then I started it again and I watched it a second time. Nice. And then I watched it a third time. And I I shut it off and I called the people at Epic and I said, This is it. This is the movie that I want to lead the Dread Central Presents line with. And they were like, 
are, are you sure? And I'm like, I'm positive. And uh, they ended up acquiring it. And truth be told, they weren't fans. Uh, I got told everything from this is the worst acquisition you've ever made oh to uh, usually a good sign. You know, this movie unmarketable. This movie, it needs to be edited. We have to change the name. You name it. I was told it. And, you know, I basically I was feeling kind of worthless at, at that point, you know, and because uh, th- this is what I had built my career up to do. Yeah. And now it's like, did I make such a bad choice? I, I don't know. You know, you start second guessing yourself in a lot of ways, yeah. as we all do sometimes when we're confronted with various types of adversities. And, um, you know, it got to the point where there was so much static involved in the release of this movie that, and I said this into a in front of a room full of people, I stood up and I said, if this movie does not perform the way I think it's going to perform, you can have my portion of the company. I will wow. walk away and you can keep it. And no one could ever tell me I didn't say that because literally it was a room filled with people. That sounds like something. And you'd say. I put every single thing I had on the line, 18 years of work in the belief of this little movie. Wow. And I mean, I guess that's why David or Damien, they, they refer to me as the guy. I, I don't, to me, all I did was shine a spotlight on something I thought was really fucking cool. Well, it sounds and like you really believed really in it when like no one else would. Yeah, that's, that's godfathery. That's... Yeah, and you essentially changed your lives. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, so the movie came out, it went on to do gangbusters, you know, it, it exploded, but I, I don't think they expected that. Yeah, I kind of did, but not to the degree that it really started taking off. No one could have imagined that. Yeah. And before we knew it, you know, I was at a convention in, in Texas. It was like two months after the movie came out. And I saw people wearing Art the Clown stuff. Nice. And I called Damien. I'm like, do we have merch? He's like, merch? <laughs> ah! <laughs> well, dude, people are wearing, I'm seeing, there's Art the Clown air freshener. What could it smell like? I don't know. <laughs> like the pizza bathroom. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> really? So it's like I knew we started having something. And then a little thing called Horrifier made uh, its way to my desk. And and that's when I knew if the porn companies are paying attention, we did something. Okay? And I mean that. In we're not, the we're not best a company, but I, yeah, like the fact that it was, like what you're saying, loved enough that somebody wanted to make a parody of it. Yeah. And you have no idea how much I respect that because it literally, that proved to us that people were actually paying attention and this thing was taking on a life of its own and, and going in all sorts of different and directions. And it was resonating and, with people. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that Dread Central or Epic, I should say at that time, wasn't a fan of the movie and they just kind of dumped it. And then it was like the fans that found it and the yeah. fans who started making their own merch and and, and making murals. Oh, there's Art the Clown murals in Europe and in Spain. It's ridiculous. The tattoos you know? are unreal. It, it just it blew my mind and it continues to blow my mind. And um when it came to Terrifier 2, well, first of all, I, I left Red Central. I was like, fuck it. You know what? I'm done. And if Terrifier was my swan song, 
I am totally 100% cool with that, you know? It's a pretty good and way to, to be go honest, out. I thought I was done, you know? I, like, being Uncle Creepy, a, a name, had I have had the foresight to uh, know the connotations that would come along <laughs> with it, I mean, it was a little bit more selectful. Uh, well, it's but, better than Creepy Uncle. Well, you know, it's good. <laughs> so, you know, I may... It, it just, I didn't know what to do. You know, you do the same thing for 18 years and now you're, you're just done. And uh, during that tenure, I had the benefit of having two mentors. One was Sid Haig Aww. and the other was George Romero. Wow. So who, who the fuck is luckier than me? <laughs> so I had all of this knowledge that they had given me and I decided that it was my responsibility to share it with younger filmmakers and help them. Bless you. Because we were talking about gatekeeping earlier and how that can be incredibly detrimental and how it's rare to see people who are willing to give that knowledge that will help other people. I I make no bones about it. I'm a fucking idiot. And the only (laughs) reason I made it so far, as, as far as I did, I should say, is because every time I had a question, I could call one of them. Yeah. They would give me the best, most valuable. A Sid Haig once said to me, he goes, you know how I know you're, I'm giving you the right advice and how you're getting advice for me and you're following it? And I said, how, Sid? He goes, because you're poor. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. You know? <laughs> so, so, yeah. And then, you know, if, if, in, after a little while, uh, Terrifier 2 came on the plate and I'm, I said to Damien and Phil Falcone, who none of these movies exist without Phil Falcone. I, I cannot stress that enough. Um, May the Lord bless him. Yeah, I, I said, <laughs> listen, I have to be part of this, you know, and I came on as a producer and here we are three fucking years later yeah. <laughs> and all this work and I mean, every single thing you could imagine going wrong, probably we yeah. A fucking plague mm. yeah. <laughs> just you know All the little thing things. called the pandemic you know right and we're trying so hard to make this movie but I, I think in a way it was all great for us because again the fans they still champion the first one mm-hmm. you know and now they gave us something so special by doing that that we felt we had to give them something back that was as special so, you know, here's a little movie that breaks just about every rule there is. People are like, oh, it's, you know, it's a slasher movie. It can't be over 90 minutes. Oh, here's a two hour and 20 minute cut. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, slashers can't you use guns. Really? Is that a fact? I was just going to oh, say, because you guys broke the rules in the first yep. one. So. That was brilliant. That, yeah. that shot where that was he has the moment. that kind of like, I'm done with this look on his face. Yeah. That was the moment where I was yeah. like, this is really this something is special. That's, yeah. the, that's the unique thing about art and that's what sets him apart from like the freddies and the jasons and the michael myers and don't get me wrong i love those killers oh yeah always love those killers but art has to kill in a different kind of way and it's david's performance goaded by what damien wants Mm -hmm. i mean these two are like the power duo because david has this ability to go from absolutely jovial to completely frightening at the drop of a dime you know yeah and 
it, he has to, he's, you know, a lot of people go, oh, if you don't even have to learn lines, you know how hard it is to communicate yes. all that he communicates? With no words. It's infinitely harder. Like, yeah. infinitely harder as an actor. And for most of it, it's just using his eyes and his mouth. I mean, that's mm -hmm. pretty much it. That uh, and Or a turn of his neck. Right. It's his just, whole He's just using his physical subtle, form. Yeah, tiny movements. Mm -hmm. And it blows your mind even more once you meet him in person. Yeah. I always he's said he's nice just guy. the yeah. sweetest guy, and then you're like, he's that, he's that absolutely menacing, horrifying, he's joy thing? personified. Yeah. Like, you want to know what the coolest thing is? And this is, I I don't know what it is, but he's just magnetic. Yeah. And when we're at a show, and he's or even if he's not dressed up as Art the Clown, or he is dressed up as Art the Clown, children gravitate toward him yeah. and they're so because he's literally like a living cartoon character all yeah. the time you know yep i yeah he's he's that's honestly i think that's the theater in him like yeah. i get i get that a lot like with my nieces even and because so, i'm just we're very animated like slightly mm -hmm. bigger than real life and he is that and then some yeah 100 and he's the nicest sweetest most humble person to and a fault. I, I, I love him. And Damien, you know, this whole thing is a testament to Damien just refusing to compromise. Mm -hmm. You know, Damien's making his movie his way. Yeah. And, you know, if it takes two hours and 18 minutes to tell his story, it's taken two hours and 18 minutes to tell his story. And I don't know why people are up in arms about that because it's like a talking point in and of itself. Did, yeah. Does everyone forget like it? That came I know. Out two parts? We Which just, we actually we just, just talked we just, about. We covered that. But but the uh, yeah. the, the thing about two, the running times, there seems to be, what was it Hitchcock said? That the running time of a film has to be proportionate to the uh, uh, to the size of the human bladder, I think <laughs> mm -hmm. was what he said. But um, I think with how much movies cost to get into these days, if mm. someone's going to give you more movie, why would you complain about yeah, it? Yeah, especially if it's not filler. Mm -hmm. You that's, know, I and wonder if killer. that's what people are afraid of—is that it's going to be well, filler. There, there is no filler. That Damien right. was very conscious to make a decision that if it didn't push the story far, far if it didn't push the story farther, or it didn't elevate something that was going to be coming up, it was cut. Mm -hmm. You know, and. You know, it's shorter than the season finale of, of fucking Stranger Things was. You know, <laughs> it, it's funny how we can binge an eight episode TV show, but oh, a two and a half hour yeah, movie. It's too much. Yeah. That. That's yeah. wild. Like, like, shut up, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> really? Really, though? <laughs> but you know what? I mean, the movie had its world premiere in the UK. And everybody, well, the majority, I, I say we're about 95% positive on the reviews, That's which is mind-blowing. And uh, everyone is pretty much in agreement that the movie just flies by. It really does. Aww. And yeah, is it long? Sure it is, but it's a fucking ride, man. Take if it's ride. good, you it doesn't matter. years for this movie. You know, yeah, yeah. Fucking years. Enjoy yourself. Exactly. Why rush it? So the mm -hmm. um, so the running time is is long. Did uh, now what's the plan for just uh, the the exhibiting? It's it's going to have a limited theatrical run, right? And then it goes to Screenbox, right. correct? And I can't say the dates or the actual plans because they're still being finalized. But it does open gotcha. in theaters October sixth, mm -hmm. and. Uh, 
we're so fucking giddy about that because here's another rule we broke. You can't have a splatter movie open up unrated and put it on the big screen. Yeah, we can. Mm-hmm. It was done a- famously we- once before. Yeah. And that's, you I was know? actually going to bring that up because yeah. the last time, uh, first of all, it's, it's when you f- see the first terrifier, it's, it's clear that there's no compromise. Mm-hmm. And the last time I remember seeing a film where I thought to myself, this is, Absolutely, there was nobody holding this person back. Was Dawn of the Dead when I saw that in the movie mm-hmm. theater, and so I, for me to see Terrifier now gives me that that so that that same level of invigoration. That I uh, can yeah. guarantee you, and thank you for saying that. I can guarantee you, this is the most violent movie you're going to see on a big screen. Can't wait! In decades, let's go. Decades, man. I mean, it's it's fucking violent. Uh, it make no and people are like blown away some people are like it's the goriest movie we've ever seen <laughs> it's so brutal but it's also fun mm-hmm. you know right and and that's another thing that sets art the clown apart from you know the usual killers because you know you have a jason you have a michael not maybe not so much with freddie because freddie kind of does the same thing but when they do a kill they kill and move on mm-hmm. whereas art it's like a fucking event. Yeah. Art will play with his food and and <laughs> sit there and fuck with the person for like 10 minutes. So like almost every kill in the movie is like three or four minutes long. It's wow. like, oh, great. you know, it, it's literally like every it's it's a fucking practical effects extravaganza. That was, that was that, my next question. Mm-hmm. It's like, obviously, you know, there's there's camps now that want to see more practical effects return to to films. And if you've got two and a half hours, practical effects when it went to CGI, the argument was practical effects were too expensive back in the nineties. You know, it was like, Oh, we can't hire these, all these guys and pay them what they're worth. We can't hire five guys to cook foam. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to hire 3000 people People to rotoscope four. Yeah. So, so this, so how much of, now obviously there's, there's going to be some sweetening. So I, I know there's, you know, CGI works with things like blood spray and, and splatter against a wall. There's like no that. CG blood spray. There's no wow. CG splatter. It's wow. 99.9% physical effects. The only little bits of VFX that are in the movie are a couple of special effects here and there. Of course, we had to remove some blood tubing from some of the kills so you didn't well, yeah. see the magic you know what i mean that's what i mean the, the, the places where it should belong yeah it's, it's it's it should be there to clean up it shouldn't be the star all of the kills in and of themselves are practical effects everything you're going to see was done on the camera i mean yeah there's a couple of tweaks here and there we have a, a guy named josh petrino who's amazing when it comes to vfx so he he definitely helped out a lot in terms of selling some of the gags and hiding what you shouldn't see. But everything, every effect, every kill in the movie is practical. Love it. And now, I know that, that Damien, yeah. Blood. Now, I know that Damien did a, a lot of the visual uh, makeup effects in the first one. Does he, he have, huh? All of them. Did, does he have the same kind of uh, input in this or did he just sort of. Oh, yeah, he, did, he did every fucking one of them. <laughs> in Terrifier 2. Yeah. Oh, wow. awesome. Fantastic. That's, oh, I love it, it. Has he gotten any sleep since? <laughs> Poor Damien. I'm not sure Damien sleeps, to be honest with you. I think he just kind of oh, hangs the in the closet upside down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, they, this is the hardest. I've been around dozens, if not hundreds of film productions. And I can honestly say the Terrifier crew, 
from Mike Levy and Jason Levy, the, the fuzz Levy's. on the lens guys, yeah. to Steven Sala and, and Phil Fone. Everybody's getting dirty. Everybody's pitching in. Everybodyy's on the set all the time. That sounds like Dawn of the Dead, man. Those legendary it's stories of everybody. Effort like the passion projects. Yeah. Yeah. It, we just to make, we knew we had to make, dude, we had, and who the fuck knew what this movie was going to turn into? We had giant ass shoes to fill, and there was a lot of expectations. Yeah. Clown shoes. And I think that, I think that we did it. I, I think that whether or not we topped the hacksaw kill, which is what everyone talks about. Of course. Uh, I think we did in terms of grisly violence, you know, but there's also, that's another, that's another thing. I, I'm First of all, I'm so glad you're a terrifier fan because we get called misogynists so often. Which is wild yeah. to me because I was thinking, I saw somebody say that on Instagram the other day and then like rewatching it this morning. I was like, his first two kills are men. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I get like, maybe some people can argue that like, oh, they're these like, you know, Dawn is kind of the flighty blonde. It's like, but that's that's a horror trope. That's a horror trope. It's not a terrifier thing specifically, right. first of all. And Tara's a it's badass so, bitch. We actually killed more men than we did women yeah. at first. Yeah. Right, right? And it, it took, it took bullet, and, and Art, uh, you know, when he shoots her, it's clearly like, you know, I got to put this thing out now because it's giving me too mm-hmm. much of a hard time. Yeah, exactly. So like, she's, she's winning, so yeah. I need to end it now. Right. Yeah. 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 The, the whole the, the hacksaw <laughs> scene, obviously, is what's going going to be the I'm thing sure that... that's where people get started. But yeah, I'm like, you know, did, you know if it, you... It's 90% of the time, it's men who are calling us misogynists, well, which is even weirder. <laughs> that is you know? really weird. That that Those sound like maybe, you know, white knights or Captain Savahoes trying Sava-Hose, to be fake yeah. woke to me. Virtue virtue signaling. Yeah, 100%. This is not right for you to treat women. Will no. you date you... me now? Because even, you know, even from an acting standpoint, when you look at each particular scene, anytime the, the, the women are in the scenes... Even even with the mom with the doll, mm-hmm. they're the ones sort of driving the scene forward. That's a good point. They're not the da- none of them are really until Art goes into action. They're they're not damsels in distress. Yeah, no, there's not which a is which I thought was a great reason when 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 Art just pulled the gun out mm-hmm. because it was like he was like oh she's yeah kicking like, my ass yeah I need to stop this right now like what Joe said I just need to I need to put an end to there's, this. There's there's no exploitative nudity. No, you know one of the. One of the things that slasher films are known for are boobs every 10 minutes. There's none of that. That carries over into, if it doesn't drive the scene forward, it doesn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? And in Terrifier 2, we kill an equal amount of men to women ratio. <laughs> nice. About, including getting a little uh, revenge for some of the ladies out there about the hacksaw thing, but you'll see that for yourself. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Let's go. And, and, you know, and now art is the villain is a man and the hero is this strong woman, you know? And uh, yeah, her costume fucking misogyny comments. And I'm like, wow, we can't win. No, it's it's virtue signaling, man. You you're never gonna make everybody happy. People are looking for a reason to get pissed off. And I'm all for, you know, pointing out genuine misogyny when it's there and like calling out the patriarchy. But then this, this is, is this kind of bullshit is like why people don't take it seriously i'm like this there's no that this is these are not the people you need to be going after these are not the people (laughs) anyone who thinks that a woman cannot do anything just as good or if not better than a man is fucking crazy okay it literally you're you're out of your mind or just just basically painfully insecure yes yeah 
you know? So, like, take your machismo and shove it up your ass, mm-hmm. dude. You know? It doesn't mean anything. I, people like, just want to feel holier than thou. I, yeah. I get I get shit from a couple, actually, uh, other adult performers who were like, of all the genres of film for you to enjoy, why do you like horror so much? Why are you doing a horror podcast? It's so violent. Really? Yeah. This is the first time you mentioned that. I, I, after my last L.A. trip, and I was wow. just like... Really? Is this where the beef is? You're just, are you, was there nobody, you know, that, on Twitter that me, you could bitch about today? You have to tell me off screen, uh, off, off camera who, so I, I take you, him out of my spank bank. You won't be surprised, but. <laughs> okay. um, but you know what's funny? Is it really violent? It's corn syrup and latex. I know. I know it's, the irony. It's a magic trick. That's, that's what right. I always loved about gourds. Like, how can you make this look? From the first head explosion in Dawn of the Dead in 78, when I saw it in Times Square. Mm-hmm. In my it, mind. It, it, what? Blew my mind. Yeah, exactly. Well, it blew the guy's mind too. But, <laughs> right. but uh, all over the fucking place. It was, but it was like, how the fuck did they do that? And mm-hmm. that's to me, that's the appeal of gore. Is it's you know, okay, here comes the old trope: is the Grand Guignol, mm-hmm. you know, theater. You know, how did they do that kind of thing? And legitimately, how did they do that? Yeah, and especially think... if this is all practical. I'm, yeah, I, exactly. I can't wait to see this. Yeah, <coughs> screener. Um, you're gonna you're gonna freak out, dude. I wish <laughs> I wish we could have done done y'all justice for Horrifier, but uh, the porn hey, industry the is way factor. more censored, unfortunately. <laughs> so we couldn't even use chocolate syrup as blood to imply it. That's the, yeah. That's the a good simple point. fact that that exists elates <laughs> us on every level. It really does. That was a that was a good long talk we had when we found out that there was a horror fire. We were just giddy <laughs> and, and just so happy. We really were. It's a, it's a huge fucking compliment. Oh my man. God, it's wild. When but... the adult industry parodies a property, that property is means something, yeah. or else they wouldn't be doing it. So it's a huge, huge compliment, and I, I'm not being facetious. No, I, I'm just like tremendous. flabbergasted. Honestly, it's just it's still it's so surreal. It really is. She very... won an award for it. <laughs> they they got I, an award. Hey, man. Yeah. God bless. Oh. You know, Actually, we haven't won any awards for our movies. So hey, oh. you're us. <laughs> hey, there's still time. There's still time. You know, when art is probably I I I can't even think of someone. Up until either Freddy Krueger or Pinhead or some someone in that general area, where this villain is instantly recognizable, yeah, and instantly known known right away. Mm-hmm. You know, it's such a wonderfully designed character, yeah. That that even if it were just a still, even if it, even if you didn't see Dave performing in it, you knew right away who this person was, and that's an accomplishment too, especially yeah. with clown it's just like the probably the most generic yeah but yes it's creepy but just gen- like the the fact that damien was able to come up with this well i knew nothing about the film until i had seen images of art the clown all over the place and what struck me about him is like okay so it's another horror clown but there was something about the color scheme the the uh the, the cheekbones the, the those yeah. fucking teeth mm-hmm. and the lips and it reminded me a little of, you know, the the trope that was going on around this about the scary nun that was in all the insidious movies mm, yeah. or things mm, like that. It was like, OK, yeah. so this is this is that take. This is a this is a clown, but it's not just a clown. Mm. There's something absolutely wrong with it. And I believe potentially supernatural now that we've seen that the end of the film, mm-hmm. you know, he he clearly blew the back of his head off <laughs> and then suddenly 
electrical stuff happens and he comes yeah. back like, uh, you know, Frankenstein breaking through the chains or, or yeah. Jason uh, in that, whichever film that was that he got hit with electricity in yeah. the, in the, in the water. Um, and clearly, you know, like, I, obviously I don't want you to say anything about the sequel, but there's, he's not stuff, going to. there's stuff in the trailer that makes me think that it goes in that direction. Right. So, well, there yeah. has to be. Otherwise, yeah. it becomes a cheap gag. Right. And I don't think that right. that he, was a he cheap missed. gag. Yeah. Yeah. He, he missed. In part two, we did. He missed. Or like the, the okay. Halloween oh. H2O where they're like, oh, it wasn't actually Michael Myers' head she chopped off. No, he it, pinched it the vocal him. cords of an ambulance man. <laughs> he, he totally got his head blown off. Yes. Yeah. Art is supernatural. That's not giving away anything. Okay. Um, he's something other than... Uh, human yeah terrifier 2 this isn't really a spoiler either starts the second the first one ends nice love that love that so we go we we open we're right back in the morgue and shit goes fucking crazy from there awesome and uh what you get to see art do some really neat stuff and not just i don't think it's just the killing that set that really makes people resonate with him i think it's the fact that you see him do human things. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know? that yeah, particularly like when the pizza shop when he just buys the ring. Yeah. Or yeah. you know these little things, or when he just comes in the in, in that in the basement when he's on the little motorcycle. <laughs> All these little mm-hmm. things that, or that that one moment where where you honestly believe he might actually not kill someone. Yes. With the woman with the, the doll. Baby. Yeah. And they're holding, it, and you're like, the baby, the doll. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's. Oh, there's she touched something in, something here. in him. Yeah. yeah. But so you knew, no. but you knew because you could just feel the way that the, the rhythm was going. It's like. Yeah, this could be, but it's probably not. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's, if art but definitely on screen something is going to go wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Really and there are is. definitely things in the first movie that give a hint of something supernatural. Like the one thing you you know, it's one thing to be silent, but anytime he gets horribly hurt, he still doesn't make any yes. noise. Yeah, that's the you know when he gets yeah, yeah he gets hurt and it's like still Marcel Marceau pretending mm-hmm. he's pretending hurt. he's like, yeah pretending he's hurt. Like you're right, he's like mind give pain. the finger. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Fuck. Right. Love that moment so much. Yeah. You know, he David does some nude scenes. You know, it's he did the I don't know one. if he's yeah. if he's aware yet, but if we do a, a, a Terrifier three, I'm gonna have it put in the contract that I personally will pay for a spray tan. <laughs> because like when I watch Terrifier two here, you know, it kind of so he didn't he didn't have the white clown makeup on. It was just. It that was just, was all, yeah, just his that was all color. David Thornton. The contrast yeah. on my TV was like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> I understand the struggle. I'm looking at myself in the yeah. camera right now, and I'm like, a white t-shirt might have not been the way to go. Yeah, it, yeah. Sonia, Sonia Harcourt, the translucent adult star. Um, <laughs> so- when, when we first did our, our first set of episodes, my, my son, who's also the uh, our, our tech here, uh, sent a photograph. I've seen balls as he passed by the camera. Yes, great. that was one. That was, that was one. one. No, that's Here's the, that other. the other one. This is, yeah. He's got. He's got two. He's got, he's got, two. got two. The 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 Graydon family or the scary <laughs> yeah. von Trapp family. But, but after but after the first episode, so he sent a picture. Awesome. And he just said, "This this is the cast of Stabby Road," and it was just a shot of Neapolitan ice cream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifier 2, um, still not sure about, you know, the distribution of it. October 6th, it'll be in theaters. 
a few weeks after that will be screen streaming exclusively on on a screen box screen box right a great service i i I can't recommend it. I just joined them. I just joined them. So their, their, their strategy worked. (laughs) Um, You know, I paid my money and I'm like, okay, fine. If I'm just paying this for art, that's fine. And we'll see what else they come up with. I mean, it's five bucks, whatever. That's what I mean. Five bucks by accident. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Seriously. Uh, So now, now I, it should be mentioned that by the time this episode airs, this episode will air on October 6th. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this will be hopefully the day before we get to see it, unless of course you know you hook us up with a screener. Um, but uh, he's not. He's, he's not. He's not. He's not. He's not, he's not taking the bait. This drop movie, the bit, Joe. Drop all right, it. fine. I'll this drop. Movie, it. David hasn't even seen this movie in its entirety yet. Okay, so we'll 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 find we'll we'll all go see it whatever. somehow. I, I think actually, to be honest. This time I want to see it in the theater. Oh hell yes! Yeah. To be all hell yes. To be absolutely. If you're with a crowd who's into it, you're going to have the yeah. best time Please. of your life. So hopefully it's showing you the story of Kaufman. You know, and, and I, we I go know see it we're going to be in as many theaters as possible. I will uh, go into Manhattan for this movie. Ooh, I don't know it, if I would still go into it, Brooklyn for this movie though. Oh, I would. I don't know. I. I Maybe I'd go into Brooklyn for it. if it's playing like an Alamo draft. If it's only if it's only the Brooklyn Alamo draft house, you'll go to I'll Brooklyn. I'll go as long as someone else is driving because parking sucks. I was going to say that. Like, take the subway. Well, Fuck the subway. I've been on the subway in years. You, what? That's mighty kind of you. That's sir. mighty kind of you. Sir. Oh, there you go. So, uh, so now let's talk about you know the other stuff you've done. You have a film on Shutter called Allegoria. Allegoria Which, from uh, director Spider One of the band Power Man Five Thousand. Yes, right. uh, Rob, Rob Zombie's brother. Who we and we uh, just spent an hour on House of a Thousand Corpses. You know, yeah. So Spider is a he's a really interesting filmmaker. He has an incredible eye for the camera, much like his brother. Um, stylistically, they're very different, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, Allegoria, if you've ever seen like Rod Serling's Night Gallery, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it, Totally in that vein. It's a movie about art. Not the clown, but <laughs> art. Um, he's everywhere. Yeah, he, he just, he's like herpes. He keeps flaring up. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's a really incredible little film. I mean, it's an anthology, but not really. It's hard to even explain it. The movie is so out of the box, and I'm very proud of him. And what he's brought to the screen and his partner, Chrissy Fox, is like, you want to talk about a powerhouse, man. She can do it all. She can edit, direct, write, score. This woman, keep an eye out for Chrissy Fox. She's incredible. Um, And before that, I worked on, well, I've done Monsterland, Zombie World. I was, I've done fucking everything. (laughs) I I thought my bucket list was over. I think the one of the um uh which uh Romero dead film were you in? I was in Survival of the Dead, right. uh George's final movie. Wow. Um I got to play one of the lead zombies who does the main kill in the movie, which is a story in and of itself. <laughs> cool. And uh you know, the, to me, that was like watching Picasso paint. Like, imagine yeah. having that experience, right? Wow. I mean, it was fucking like 20 below zero, and I was the happiest motherfucker on the planet. Aww. I didn't give a shit. Yeah. My, my, my nuts were hiding in my throat. I didn't <laughs> care. Fuck this. I'm watching George Direct, you know? <laughs> and, 
it, it was seriously one of the most amazing and I'm so glad I got to do that you know yeah. and and be there and give him the kill that he wanted on screen and uh what a fucking honor nobody in this world realizes how lucky I am more than I do you know monetarily am I am I rich absolutely not in my heart am I rich a thousand times over and to me that's way more important 100%. the success for me doesn't start or end at the bank success for me means doing what you did to the best of your ability and being able to put your head on your pillow at night with a clear head a no matter what you're doing, that's success and, yeah. and that's uh you know i'm, I'm gonna go way back steve to uh the days when we first worked together and that uh to be honest in retrospect uh what you just said is what i i now respect about you whereas at the time i thought you were some pain in the ass who you know decided to flip off fangoria and go start and do your own thing how but, could you not what how could you not i don't fault you at all but no 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 the, no the point the point would no 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 oh you remember me pre-medication and therapy dude i was i was a screamer well. and i my, the reason why I'm bald, Joe Senna is probably a big part. <laughs> the the truth, the the honest truth was, Fangoria was. I, I kind of saw Fangoria at the time. I put them on the internet, and um, uh, I had you know we were talking about gatekeepers. Mm -hmm. I had a little gatekeeperism in me. Yeah. So what happened was Steve was the guy running the forum. And to me, the forum was just like, it was a traffic builder. It was mm -hmm. like, okay, that's, that's, this guy is, he's corralling the little people. That's mm -hmm. fine. And I, 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 I'm ashamed still, that that's. I'm still doing it. <laughs> but, but I'm ashamed that that's, that's kind of how I looked at it because I, you know, at the time, at the same time, um, I also put you under ridiculous constraints because I was coming from Universal where we had rules on how we yeah. ran forums. And at the time, bloody disgusting came out of nowhere so I'm putting Steve under these constraints saying we can't say this, we can't do this, we can't have people glorifying serial killers. It was crazy. How are we going to compete against that? Yeah. So there I, I, I compare it to this. I say that um, they were jumping out of trees while we were in our red coat saying, hold on, please, we need to reload our muskets, you know, and, <laughs> and they just wiped the floor with us. Mm. And there were so many things Steve wanted to do with the forum and expand into Fangoria itself. And... I kind of saw him as like, well, he's the guy running the forums. Yeah. You know, and he goes off and starts Dread Central. And I'm thinking, all right, yeah, good luck with that thing. <laughs> and Dread Central wiped the floor with Fangoria for so many years. So, you know, I anyone who knows me knows that I will, you know, hold up my hand and say, yep, I fucked up. <laughs> and uh, and and uh, I'm glad, like I said, I'm glad you took me back uh, because you, you can't deny you can't deny what you've done the last like 20 years, what you. you did with Dread Central and Dread Central uh, became, you know, you had Bloody Disgusting, then suddenly Dread Central and then Fangoria down here, you know, which went through God knows how many different owners. I'm proud of every one of them, to be honest with you. And and listen, I, I appreciate what you're saying, but had, had anything have gone down differently, we all wouldn't be here. Yeah, right? I, no, I agree. I agree. So I'm grateful for being an asshole. <laughs> I never, as much of a big of a fucking pain in the ass that you were, I never was mad at you. I always understood where you were coming from. 
you know who the fuck am i i'm this street kid from brooklyn that lived down the street from tony that was my and that's how i thought of myself i was like the guy who fixed tony's plumbing is running the <laughs> running the so but you know to be honest had you not had that chance that chance meeting he wouldn't have said in tony's inimitable style hey why aren't you run the forums so right. um when you created dread central which started as uh, a forum you basically, you know, basically everybody left Fangoria to go over to the Dread Central forum. So, of course, me, I'm thinking to myself, well, what an ultimate betrayal, you know. <laughs> and it, But then you eventually wake up and you look at, you can't, you're like, oh, but they're doing better than we are. And uh, maybe I fucked up, you know. But, um, yeah, you're right. I, if not I, for all the stuff. It, uh, listen, but, I, I'm a bad loser. I, I really am. I'm a horrible loser. So for me, I never say no to anything. I, I say, how? How do we do this? Yeah. How can we get this to happen? How do we put this into place so this will work and drive that? Um, that's what I do. I I, 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 well, I have a tattoo in my arm. Well, first there's my George Romero tattoo. Yeah. This one says, I gather speed from you fucking with me. Nice. Okay? And yes, it's a Pearl Jam lyric, but it's also <laughs> very much me. I, I, when people hit me with adversity, I'm at my finest, you know? You're like, all right, I'm going to prove and, you wrong. Yeah. You know, because like all that happens to me is like, it's fueling me. So yeah. give me it, bring it, you know? And I always felt like, you know, when everything is good and everything's happening and everybody's happy, that's, that's great. And that's easy. It's the moments when you've had the rug pulled out from under you and your, your ass is flat on the floor. And the only thing you could do is look around and go, how the hell do I climb out of this? Um, that's living, man. That's exciting. And it may seem horrible, but that's the best time of your life because it's the decisions that you make in those moments that are A, going to shape your character and be dictate who you become mm -hmm. so i've had so many bad times that i just embrace them because it it, it it enables me to shake things up and 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 you know what i'll be on my ass again i don't care i'm a fucking cockroach i'm not going <laughs> so so after so terrifier 2 is coming up we're hoping terrifier 3 comes right behind it and we're assuming you're going to be attached to that but what what's the next thing for Steve, Uncle Creepy Barton, what's coming up? Right now, I'm working on an anthology with a bunch of talented filmmakers from this app called Clubhouse. Uh, yeah. Jed Shepard from Host is behind it. Alex Neuer, who did Sound of Violence, which is a great movie. There's six, Josh Stolberg, who does the Saw movies. Uh, so we're all working together on that. And the reason we're doing that is we're, we took 10 young uh, talents and we're teaching them how to make a movie so wow. each we're going to be on set and mentoring each of them to make the best movie they can and we're going to produce it into an anthology and are you chronic are you chronicling that any of that of the, uh of we the have been yeah so it's almost so it's, it's almost it's, like a it's, it's kind of like a story. horror version of like a project green light almost exactly yeah cool. exactly so we're, that's the next immediate thing we should start mm -hmm production on that i'd say october and then uh, i have several other projects that i've written that uh i am working on in various stages 
with uh, some interest from a lot of really good people. So we'll see. And then of course, if Terrifier 3 happens, or I should say when Terrifier 3 happens, uh, they ain't getting rid of me. I'm, yeah, I'm hanging on for dear life. I'm, I'm the, I am the herpy that flares up. Me, I am the herpy. I want a T-shirt that says that. I am the herpy. I am the herpy. You know, I'm going nowhere. I'm gonna keep popping up. Um, we'll have to get a giant it's tube just, of cream. It's a very charmed to... life, and like I said, I'm very lucky. So, um, I'm. I give good interview, man. You do. Really, you really you do. do. This Thank flew you. by. It, really, it went really this, fast. Yeah. This this really flew by. Yeah. So, and, um, you know, all I can say is I'm ridiculously proud of you. Um, Thank you. I, you know, honored to call you friend, honored to be working with you now on stuff. Yes. And, um, you know, this next act, I think, is it's going to be, as Tony Timpone would always say, you know, this is going to be your year, Steve. <laughs> it's <laughs> You know, because he always he's always he's been saying that to me for 20 years. This is going to be your year, Joe. And I'm like, uh, you know, but this is it was so nice to see your name on the trailer and on on the poster. And it's like after everything you've done, after all the people you've mentored um, to actually see you coming out from behind the curtain was was a big deal. So, you know, and, you know, it's funny just before I got on, I just posted about that and how it made me feel. And um you don't realize how much something means to you until you experience it, especially when you're not expecting to experience it. And it's like a damn breaking. It's a very profound experience. So yeah, I owe so much to the terrifier gang. You know, I, I, I will be with them till the day I die. Hell or high water. It's a good That's group. Good. Make sure Dave has a spray tan and, <laughs> <laughs> and do everything I can. Because listen, at the end of the day, if if not for the fans and for people like you who talk about this and give me a platform in which to speak about some of the things I've done or some of the things I'm doing, I don't exist. So I'm very cognizant of that and I'm very grateful. And this was a pleasure. I'm glad to pop your Zoom cherry. As, a, <laughs> as weird as that may sound. Um, yeah, man. And, you know, I got to see your son's nutsack. So that was cool. And, uh, <laughs> That's something that comes up in conversation every yes. day. So Don't take that out of context. No. Yeah. That, that, that's going to stay in, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, good. That'll be a Patreon. Yeah. So everything um, I do but, goes straight to hell. I'm sorry. It's I, all right. We're all gonna we're all gonna be there together. Man. Yep. So, um, so thank you, Steve, for thank for you. popping our cherry. Thank, thank you. you for taking the time. Thank you for making Terrifier a thing. Yeah. And once again, Terrifier Two opens October sixth. Yeah. In theaters, yes. hopefully near you. Yes. And hopefully the day we are premiering this particular episode. Yep. So. And if you're there, make some fucking noise. It's a good time. Yeah. Have fun with it. We shall. All right. Thanks again for another episode of the Stabby Road Podcast, everybody. Sorry, guys. Sorry, I, sorry. What? I was detained. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, God. a strip search. That was not fun for anybody. How did he oh, get oh, here? <laughs> We're shocked. Hey, I'm shocked. I don't believe it. Why, it's the star of Terrifier, David Howard Thornton. Yay. Yay. Because <laughs> you're awesome. I'm that guy. <laughs> it was contagious. You just yeah, had to. I got the clap. <laughs> you got the clap. Yeah. Who would have thought you'd happen. be here if it wasn't at all the promo I, I really thought I was going home. Oh. Mm. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's fine. Hi, Dave. Okay, How boomer. Hi, Dave. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> nice to see you again. Nice seeing you too. <laughs> Thank you. Seriously, though, thank you so much yes. for coming oh, on. Welcome. We are 
beyond honored to have you. You were about to blow the fuck up, so yeah. I'm glad we got you before. Right when we got you. Yeah. 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 Don't don't fucking fuck us don't over. Don't forget about us, little peoples, yeah. please. Oh god. Because we just went through that whole list with Steve Barton before. Oh god. <laughs> yes. Uncle Creepy. Uncle Creepy well, was we're, here. We're calling him Godfather Creepy yes. now. Yes, Godfather. Yeah. My, yeah. My, my fairy Godfather. Okay. Yep. <laughs> it, bippity boppity boobs. <laughs> so. <laughs> we're all a little punchy. It's It's been a long day. <laughs> very much, very much. Um, so, where do, yeah, we left off with sort of like how kind of Terrifier was born with, right. with Godfather right. Creepy. Right. Um, so now we can have a more sort of on-the-set perspective about how shit course, went down yeah. and yeah. and how it kind of became what it has become. How and... did you get involved with Damien? And how did... Because there there was another film, right. All Hallows' Eve, in right. which, uh, which another you fellow not played... Art, correct? Not yes. Art, no, no. I, I'll just let Rob finish what I was saying. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's okay. Go ahead, Joe. What makes this day different than any other? It's fine. Oh, he's mopey. Come I'm fucking mopey. tired. Man. I know. Okay. Well, it's, then it's like it's I'm you know it's eight tired. o'clock now. It's like it, it's past my so bedtime. Tired. So, no. Anyway. Keep going. So, Rob, you were you were saying what I was saying? No, just you, what was your question? I, I don't just, remember I now. Just... I'm old. No, uh, the, ha, no. Honestly, so uh, the other fellow, Mike Mike Giacchino, I think his name Gianelli. was Gianelli. I knew it was a, it, look. Right. I'm a wop. I can say. <laughs> it's, I can, Mike Bacigalup. Mike is a movie composer. Mike Bacigalup. Oh, yeah, I knew. Okay, so fine. So Mike Bacigalup played um, <laughs> played Art the Clown in um, All Hallows Eve. Um, so how did how did you enter the picture? How did they discover you? Uh, how, how did it all start there? I randomly answered a notice they had put up on Actors Access, of all things. Yeah, it was like I was in a whole three or four months of my life where I just took time off just to audition instead of waiting tables because I had just come back from my last tour with How the Grinch Stole Christmas Musical and I was like, I just want to focus on auditioning right now and not wait tables. Fair. (laughs) I want to focus on my career. And I was at that time, I was really focused more on trying to do more stage work, Broadway work. and. Mm I, I had done like three or four or five different like final final callbacks for different tours and they all fell through for one reason or another and I was like God, God, they're so close mm. and lo and behold I came across this audition notice looking for a new guy to play art they needed a tall skinny guy to play him that had experience with uh, physical comedy or um, clowning and I'm like that's perfect and I had never really done film work either before. Oh, wow. and I, I wanted to get my, you know, dip my toe in that water. And I was like, okay, this would be great. I mean, it's low budget independent film. So I don't know if anybody will even see this thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, hey, it's a great way to get experience. It'd be a great thing for a reel and all that kind of stuff. And I Has to... anyone seen it? <laughs> I, I hope. Okay. <laughs> a few. A few. Yeah. So it, was just, it just kind of worked out for me. I, I never expected it to blow up like it did. That's excellent. That's excellent. So, so it's one of those serendipitous, like, it's a good thing you didn't get those yeah. final. Yeah, I wouldn't have been yeah. able to film or audition for it. So it just, it worked out perfectly. It's meant to be. Me. Yep. Yep. You got to just trust in the fate sometimes. Indeed. It can be hard. It yeah. really can. Because yeah. in that time, you're like you said, you were like, you were right there. You were right there. Each yeah. time you were so close, you're like, throw me a fucking break. And oh, yeah. oh, here it is. Yep. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So then, when when you when you approached the role, uh, you know, Damien had the makeup in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he handled so did he create the whole thing the teeth and everything like yeah. that so he basically said here this is the outfit that we're going to put you in yeah and then the rest was all you so it's so so the question you know there was some i, I think there were going to be some similar questions coming up but i have to ask you how much of Lon Chaney was in you <laughs> during this performance? Because I got a huge wave of Chaney off of you. Yeah, yeah, there was definitely a lot of that kind of influence. Because, yeah, I mean, he was definitely one of those influences. I mean, right. I, I have influences from everywhere. Because I, I am a human sponge when it comes to this kind of stuff. Because I, I, I've been a lifelong lover of um, physical comedy. And I grew up watching like the great physical comedians as a child or just the great silent film actors. And I was like, my, my parents and grandparents gave me that education early on with like Chaplin and Buster Keaton, you know, Marx Brothers, you know, of course, silent film era actors yeah. like Chaney and stuff like that. That's what I saw. You saw yeah. Lon Chaney and I saw every, every now and then I would see this Harpo Marx. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, especially when he was in pain. Yeah, when, when he got hurt and he did the whole like silent scream thing, it was like, yeah, yeah that was Harpo Marx. Oh, yeah. But also um, when I was about 12, 13 years old, my aunt gave me probably one of the best gifts now when I think of it. It was a box set of Mr. Bean videos. <gasps> and I, right. that's right when I started doing a lot of um, community theater. And I've always loved physical comedy. And so I would just watch those videos over and 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 just digest what he was doing. And I was like, I love this style of acting. And. I incorporated that to a lot of the characters I would play, but I'd always wanted to play a character like Mr. Bean, that just Mr. Silent character. Mm. And so that, that was definitely a big influence on art and probably one of my biggest influences though. I mean, I mean, there's also like Jim Carrey, Doug Jones and all those guys too. But, uh, those five years I was on Grinch. Um, I was lucky enough to be the understudy to our real Grinch, uh, Stephen Carl, who most people know is Robbie Rotten from the show Lazy Town. <gasps> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my God. Best reaction ever. That was, my kids grew up on that. Yes. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah. You Picture him Robbie as Ra the Grinch. Yeah. I, yes, absolutely. You, you can I can. Oh, no, I'm saying, it's, it's, yeah. Pick, yeah. Like, that's. To me, there's no other wow. real Grinch out there except for Stephen Carl now because, like, his Grinch is. You can't outdo what he did. It's just like he had this natural, naturally gravelly voice, and he had this weird accent anyway because he was from Iceland. So it just worked yeah, so well for the I character. That. And he'll do his own sound effects too. So like he'll do all the burps and the farts and all that kind. Of, but oh he would also God. just do like 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 like. There's this one bit in the the show where Cindy Lou like goes introduce herself and shakes his hand, but she shakes his finger and he's like gets his finger stuck in her hand. And he does just a little sound and everything mm, just like, that's amazing. he was just great at that and so it was like, it was like a master's class in physical wow. comedy with this man and he he had taken what i had been cultivating for years on stage and he's like i i like what you're doing but here's how you make it better and so he just fine-tuned my skills so and that was like fresh in my mind after coming off of five years of doing that with him. So like when I first started approaching art, I would even sometimes, you know, just message him like, Stefan, I'm, I need some inspiration here. How would you approach mm. this and that? And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, think about this and this and this and this. And so I put a lot of Stefan Carl, like his his characterizations into Art of the Clown. I mean, you can probably go and look at compilations of Robbie Rotten and mm -hmm. you can see a lot of that 
influence in my interpretation nice. of Mark. So the, the show that my children grew up on uh, resulted in a film where you sawed a woman in half and had a giant dinner. So, we are um, number one. <laughs> Natural progression. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, it's yeah. about time. I told yeah. you at conventions, my kids used to sit across from the trauma table. So, it's true. You know, I mean, they, they're, they're already they, ruined. They're, yeah. They've seen some but, things, yeah. Yeah, but thank you for that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. It's just, you know, that's, you find inspiration from everywhere, and that's what I do. I'm, because, I, I mean, I, I had my inspiration from those great film actors and physical comedians, but I also took a lot of influences from actual horror films as well. I mean, I look at art as like a big, huge amalgamation of every slasher icon that came before him. There's mm -hmm. little bits and pieces of everybody, mm -hmm. especially Freddy. Oh, yeah. Freddy was a big influence. That's... Joker was a big influence as well. But I mean, there's Mike Myers, Jason, Chucky, mm -hmm. you know, Jigsaw, Pinhead, Leatherface. All of them are inside of art. He's like the ultimate horror fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great, a great way, way to describe yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, we, yes. had, we had Steve Barton on earlier, Uncle Creepy, yeah. and um, he actually put it great. Uh, he put it best a little bit when it came to Art of the Clown. He said, so many people like Mike Myers and all those, they kill you and they move on, mm -hmm. but you like to play with your food, is yes. the way he said it. <laughs> it's and so it's just good. perfectly is, yeah. defined. You oh, yeah. relish yeah. in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. He loves to play with his food. It's, it's, <laughs> he, 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 that, that is his art form. Mm. There, yeah. Is just, he, he loves to kill, and I... I I always thought like that one of my favorite lines in the movie was from the the cat lady where she just sums him up so perfectly. He does this because he, he thinks, thinks it's, it's funny. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's laughing because yeah. he thinks it's because he's the anti clown. Yeah, because yeah. clowns are supposed to be here to you know offer joy and amusement to everybody else. He's here to offer pain and suffering to, to everybody else for his own selfish amusement. Mm. I'm watching it this time for you know watching it with a more analytical eye for the podcast. The moment where you're in the pickup truck and you plow through and you're listening to freeform jazz. I was like, that can't be, that can't be coincident. Like that, that's yeah. so art. That's like, of course he would like freeform yeah. jazz. Right. Well, the funny thing is when we filmed that, we actually didn't have music playing, but I had, oh. I, have, I had music in my head playing. Okay. And what I had was, um, it was, it was uh, stuck in the middle with you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was so thinking like of Reservoir Dogs, Dogs. Nice. yeah, ear scene, and I was just like, ding. That's ding, great. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> no, but I love like the symbolism of the fr like anything can happen. We don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. We don't know mm -hmm. the next note's gonna be, but it, right. I like I thought mm -hmm. this time that hit me in a way that I didn't. Yeah, it, it just happened. They found that jazz piece, this dis discordant jazz mm -hmm. piece that fit perfectly into the rhythm. So I was popping my head. To. Right. Like, oh so my god, good. this is great. That's awesome. I yeah. didn't realize I would add. That's great. Bravo. <laughs> Bravo to whoever found that piece. That was, ja uh, that was Damien right there. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. it, it, was, it, were there, was there anyone else on the crew? Because it seems like it's just you and Damien. It's like, Damien did the makeup, Damien wrote it, Damien directed, Damien. It's like, you know what? It's his baby. How, Gosh, he's, he's how much cocaine was on the set? None. <laughs> none. That's just all Damien's crazy brain there. It's like the man is, uh, he's, he's a man of so many talents. It's I, I, I especially on part two. Yeah, uh, it's wait. like he just totally went crazy on because he still did all the prosthetics and stuff like that on part two. He did all the editing himself. Wow. And when people be like, "When is it coming out? When is it coming out?" And he's just on Instagram like, "Yeah, give me a minute." Yeah. Jesus, like, you don't understand. It's one guy doing all this. It's yeah. like the agony and the ecstasy. You know, the Pope is going, "When will you make an end?" And yeah. He goes, "When I am finished." <laughs> oh my God. He he and he loves the editing process too, and so he. That's his favorite thing to do, and so he would just lose himself. And he, he would forget to eat sometimes. Even on set, we're filming, and we're like, Damon, did, have you eaten? And I was like, 
Oh yeah. <laughs> that's a good that's a good yeah. sign when you you know when you when don't realize time is passing you yeah. know that you're in the zone yeah right. yeah for uh, he, sure he gets in that zone and he, he's the hardest working person on that set i'm like he because he would get there the same time i would in the morning just to get my makeup on but he would everybody else would leave and he would st- still have to stay there to prep stuff for the next day like yeah. all my prosthetics and stuff like that he would have to sit there and make and everything and i'm like he, wow he would sometimes have days where he'd just gone without sleep because wow. of it. It's, Good God, it's like, man. I'm like, how are you functioning? And he's like the type of director that just does not lose his mind on set because I've worked a lot of you know, temperamental directors. Yeah, yeah. Especially so, if they were that sleep deprived. Yeah, but he would just be like, if something went wrong, he'd just, <sighs> okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he will just go into the corner for a second, just kind of, mm, I've got an idea. God, <laughs> that, yeah. that's incredible. That's yeah. really impressive, actually. Yeah. He's like, going to keep your cool. man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and not only keep your cool, but then come back with a fix for yeah. whatever yeah. the problem was. We would have a, several moments like that on set where something would break or something like that. We didn't have a backup or like, oh, God, how are we going to get around? Especially in part two, we had this one great example. It's, it's it doesn't really reveal too much, but there's a go on a, a broken <laughs> window that I was supposed to bash my way through. And when we, yeah. <laughs> we, we, Sent. we were setting it up that night and they opened the box for the breakaway glass and it had broken. No. And this is like two o'clock in the morning and there's no way we could get a replacement. And we had to film this scene that night. Mm. And we're like, oh, God. Oh, God. So like Damien and a lot of, all of the crew, we all just kind of put our heads together. And he had already had ideas for part of this which we did for later on in the scene he's like well why don't we just bring that moment in here but we change the moment in some ways and we all kind of just put our heads together and like here we'll do this here and it's it's one of my favorite moments in the the movie too because it's, it's such a real moment and something you're not used to seeing a slasher do mm. it's very creepy in its own way and it's nice it, this birthed itself from this little happy accident but it was just like one of those things where it's like something went wrong and damon's like okay this is how we fix this god damn <laughs> that's that's amazing that, yeah. that's so important on set you know because everyone's looking at you yeah for yeah. when things go wrong and if yeah. you panic or if you show that you can't keep a level head, yeah. you're going to start to lose people. Oh, yeah. He, you know? he's, he's That's why like, I never became a director. Oh. Yeah, that's yeah. the same here. I, I, I'm such type A when it comes to that. And I'm like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> oh, we're through. <laughs> Everything's ruined. That yeah. world sucks. I'm hitting the nuke button. No. Guilty as charged. Yeah. yeah. It's, we're just, that's why, yeah, you're the, you're the, cool calm yeah you, yeah it, it's you're the outlier of the, the well and which we freaks have a, me out because we have the same birthday we do what are you talking about me i oh, was just gonna say I, though oh, dave's yeah. a sag too right Dave, oh that's you're right you're sagittarious november 30th no, but, oh okay oh so wow yeah. this is are this we all in the sagittarius yeah. road yeah. podcast no, you're the outlier oh yes he's the only one sorry super tech jake but that's yeah. a lot of Sag in, in one crap. room. It's yeah. a lot of Sag yeah. energy. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But but Rob is not. But Rob is sort of like the anti-Sag. Yeah. <laughs> from what I see, uh, nothing bothers him, and I'm like, so what medication should Same. I be taking? Same. Well, it's not so much that nothing bothers me, but I know that if everyone panics, then there's going to be an issue. Yeah. And and that's my training from being mm-hmm. on set is that if you know 
you just have to stay calm. Yeah. Because everyone yeah, else is going work. to, yeah. <laughs> it's like, he, I know, in theory, sure. Yeah, that's, like that intellectually, I know this. Good for him. He, he really damn. holds everything together. It's just What's his sign? I don't know. <laughs> Yield? <laughs> <laughs> Slow children crossing? I don't know. God damn it. Fucking. Oh, you're so goddamn good. Oh, didn't miss a beat. Didn't miss a beat. Oh, my God. I hear this thing of people literally crying, laughing. Yeah, we'll be we'll be okay. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, I don't know how to recover from that. That's, yeah. that's fucking gold. <laughs> it's comedy gold. Kids, it's comedy gold. I love gold. <laughs> Is that an Austin Powers reference? Oh, I love you, man. So, were you now? You said that you 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 thought you felt art was an amalgam of all the great horror icons. Mm -hmm. So, um, how much of a horror fan were you before you came to this? I, I was already a little bit of one. I wasn't a huge, huge one. I've definitely become much more of one now. Mm -hmm. But I, mean, I was late to the game too because I, I same. I, We're bookended I, yeah. here by late yeah. to the gamers. Yeah, it's like my. I, you know, growing up in the South and stuff like that, and you know, my mom was a chicken when it came to horror movies. She thought The Fall of the House of Usher was the scariest movie in the world. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's mm. like when I finally saw, I was like, "Really? This? Mom? This <laughs> is what scared you?" But you know, she was older. Yeah. Wait till she sees Mike Flanagan's remake of oh, The Fall of the House of Usher. Yeah, if she was still with us. I mean, I know, like, if she was still with us, she's mm. like, "I love you so much," but no. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> she won't be able to make it through the opening credits. She'd be like, no, 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 no. That's you know, I, I, I would, my mom raised me on horror films. That's like the so. Issue. That's yeah. yeah. Lucky. She, yeah. but but the horror. She got as far as Hammer. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like Universal and Hammer, because uh, you know this is the left side. Of, this is the other side of the fact that my mom was a an Apache gunship helicopter parent. <laughs> um, she would stay up late. You know, wait up for me when I came home from a party. Mm -hmm. And typically I would come home like around 1130 at night on a Friday. Mm -hmm. And uh, back in the day, CBS used to run all the old Hammer films on the Late Late Show. Oh, okay. So we would stay up and we'd watch a Hammer film together. Oh. And um, those, yeah. And, and she, it, it, the, my, one of my earliest memories was a triple feature, like creature features on Channel 5. I was like six wow. and my parents kept me up for it. Aww. And then they used to get pissed at me because I would have nightmares. <laughs> and they're like no more monster movies why? for you i'm like you know what this is so you know part of the torture and the trauma that you were go ahead John. it's the trauma that he kept bringing yeah. up so enough about me what that's about a throwback you? what do you yeah. think about me <laughs> no, it's... you're okay you're okay so i have a question mm -hmm. which is you didn't know damien until you saw that post on actors access mm -hmm. at what point did you either like trust it or did you feel like oh this is going to become something really interesting you're talking about like the movie itself well yeah what or point Damien. The process, <laughs> right? trust, well, at what point know. did you really trust damien and then also at what point did you think that the whole thing would be something special oh gosh i i think i had my trust in him just in the room initially just doing the audition that's great it was a different type of audition than I've ever had before because I was like, I, I walk in there and everybody else's scripts in their hands in the holding room. I'm like, I didn't get a script. Oh, uh -oh. oh crap. <laughs> and, you know, I asked them at the desk, I'm like, can I get a script, please? Oh. They're like, 
oh, you should have got one. I'm like, oh, my uh-huh. God, that agent didn't see me. So oh, God, God, fucking agents. Yeah, and so I walk in the room, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I never got a script. Can I have a few minutes with one? Like, oh, you don't need one. <gasps> it's like, art doesn't talk. I'm like, okay, so what, what do, do I do? do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, you just, um... Improv a scene where you you gleefully cut off someone's head. So, and I'm like, cool, can oh. I have a few minutes to think? That's like, no, just just do it. And I'm like, oh, okay. okay. And I just improvise the scene, right? Just kind of, you know, cartoonishly sneak up behind my villain, you know, behind my villain. The hero. My victim. Paging <laughs> 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 Dr. Freud. But, um, <laughs> but I, I knock him out. Saw off his head, pick it up, and I tasted it. I was like, you know, take Cute. out a salt shaker and see. <laughs> Nailed it, again. it. I kind of bathe in the blood a little bit and give it a thumbs up and skip out of my merry way. And <laughs> that's what, you know, they're just like, I, I finish and I, Damien just has his head on the table laughing. <laughs> they're like, can you come in for a, a makeup test? Wow. And I'm like, well, what? Sure, sure. I'm used to a lot of makeup. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and I mean, that's unusual mm. for... Uh, On the spot. Th- yeah. 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 And, like, usually come back for three or four callbacks at least. And I was like, wow. So I a few months later came in for the, the makeup test. And that's when I really got to know Nate, Damien because, you know, I, he had to do a, uh, like, a, a cast of my head and everything mm. like that. And then I tried on the original prosthetic and everything. And I'm really weird, too, when I get new makeup. I always like to sit in front of a mirror for a while. I've done this ever since my community theater days and i just sit there and make faces because mm. i want to see how it reads yes yeah, because mm-hmm. it's not going to look the same as yeah. your own yeah yeah and so i'm in there and they're like you okay there buddy i'm like i'm not no no i'm not going bathroom i'm making faces <laughs> i'm making funny faces in the mirror i'm not making the boom boom <laughs> did the okay. did the prosthetics change much throughout the no initial process? no no it's it was actually um oddly enough he made another actual prosthetic with my face but it just didn't look as good so i'm actually using the same prosthetic mold that they use for mike gianelli oh wow, oh, wow. and they, they just have to, we have different faces so yeah. you have to very carefully just glue everything down it's just the way that mold, it just it's it just a, worked yeah like you you actually see the other mold the actual mold made for my face um when the cops come in or, and it looks like i have bigger cheekbones and stuff mm. like that that's the other mold oh. and it's like we use that that one time we're like no this is not as good interesting yeah so gonna have to watch that again yeah That'd That's be cool. My fifth oh, time you're talking about right before. Yeah, before I. The gunshot. Yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. Oh, it's interesting because now when you look back at it, you, yeah, it's, it's almost they like as seem... if you're swollen or mm-hmm. it's. Exaggerated. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, I like the the opening, you know, where you're putting on the makeup and yeah. you can see even just like before you put the makeup on, like the very heavy kind of brow prosthetic that's mm. just covering, like almost like giving you half. Li- it's just, fuck, they look so good. Yeah. yeah. And you use that brow so well in scenes where yes. you were clearly not having it anymore. Mm-hmm. When art was like, all right, playtime's over, and you just did this under-the-brow look, yes. and suddenly it was like the mood changed. And um, that was great stuff. Yeah. So I, I The subtlety. That fucked those, me. When, yeah. when, you would, when you would put that face on, that fucked me up. When you shot whatever her name was, mm-hmm. beca- and again, with the face of like, I'm done, I'm tired, yeah. you know, 
it was a completely you if if the joker really was taken to an extreme yeah Yeah. that's what this feels like Mm -hmm. you know the joker all the things that they hint about in the comics and stuff that they can't show for various reasons that's art the clown yeah 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 that's that's that's, all the darkest parts of him absolutely just definitely jacked up and a lot of that was damien's directions i mean like there was so much good give and take between the two of us, but there were specific times where he knew exactly what he wanted me to do facially. Nice. And that's something we always have correspondence with on. I'm like, okay, what kind of face do you want for this and this and this and this? You want, how big of a smile do you yeah. want? Do you want serious? Do you want, but that he said, I want no emotion whatsoever. Just totally dead eyes. Mm-hmm. All nice. of that. Just Cause you're just, I want this to be a total, just snap. Like you're just done. You're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I'm cause I kind of look at it in that moment. It was like Art's whole thing. He likes to not just kill people. He likes to mentally break people. Mm-hmm. And that was what he was trying to do with Tara. And she wasn't she having wasn't, it. She I mean, wasn't, he, yeah. he had just cut her best friend in half. In front of her. Right there from the... Ooh, in now. all fairness, he didn't cut her completely in half. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit yeah. So, honestly, I was... Skull, you know, that you, got, you didn't have the saw handy. Yeah. Yeah. That was a cheat. Yeah. So... <laughs> You know, yeah, and he but, was just, uh, understandable. You yeah, know, she might have been a little upset, <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. But no, she still wasn't having it. And, yeah, yeah. And, and that's why he was. Just you like, were like, okay, I'm like, I'm he's done. like a cat playing with food. He's like, you're not giving me, you're not entertaining me anymore now. Yeah. And he's like, I, I, okay, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that moment. That's I think we it, touched on that in the last episode. That's where I, when I was first watching the movie, I was already loving it, but I was like, yeah. this is something special because yeah. they just broke two horror tropes in one move. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they. Had a slasher use a gun, and they killed who we thought our final girl was going to be. Right. Yeah. So that was one Boom. of my favorite moments seeing that with a live audience the first yeah. time, because there are so many different reactions that happened at the same moment. Mm. Yeah. You had some people scream because they got scared because they're like, "Oh my god, That's he a- just pulled out a gun that just surprised everybody." Right. You had other people that got pissed, <laughs> just like bullshit. <laughs> it's like you. I mean, I remember someone actually yelled out bullshit. Oh my god. Like they were just yeah because you broke yes. the rules yeah. Like, yeah you broke the and then you had other people just start hysterically laughing at they're like yeah nice that was honestly yeah. I think that was mine yeah. and it was just, that was such an amazing moment because that's a very rare moment to get yeah. so many different yeah. type of reactions yeah. like that yeah and I was like oh wow we got something special there Exa- that's that moment yeah. and yeah. I, I I knew that when we were filming that scene anyway I was like oh we were gonna piss off some people nice. saying this we're pulling a psycho here yeah, yep. like a Janet yeah. Lee moment yep. we're just like but beyond that because she made it so far into the film mm-hmm. yeah that every time that they've pulled that whole yeah. Janet Lee thing usually it's like the first five or ten exactly. minutes. Exactly. Yeah. Barry Morn scream. It's yeah. like, oh, she got killed. You know, it's like, we really thought she was going to make it. She got yep. through so yeah. much yeah. of it. And, and even, then you yeah, because even when you saw her and she her. had the, yeah. the bullet hole in the cheek. Yeah. You're and like, okay, she'll get out coughing. of it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Then no. you hit her in the head and the blood started bubbling up. It was like, yeah, she's not coming back from this. And then the, yeah. like, yeah. Fi- the unloading <laughs> of the gun. Just in her face. Just to add insult to injury. Yeah. And there was such a good effect, too. That was this great moment where you really just... It just cemented <clears throat> there was no predictability. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly art, why we did that. You know, and like nobody is safe. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it was just, it, it was part of that. Part of it was almost for me, it was almost like that Indiana Jones moment mm-hmm. where like you're done just chasing down the rabbit. You just fucking shoot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I love that story of how yeah. the, that fight scene and how that yeah. I, I didn't yes. have dysentery though. So that was <laughs> <laughs> but what? You didn't I, have dysentery. dysentery was dysentery. part of the. Right. Yeah, did Indiana I miss Jones? Yeah. No, I know, I know Harrison yeah. Ford, he had dysentery.
necessary. So it was supposed to be this huge, elaborate fight scene. I remember he was that. I thought viciously it was, was, sick, and he was just like, I don't want to do. I that. thought they was losing sunlight. I thought no. That was the, the well, that was part of, of them. Yeah. That was part of it, but the, uh, he was just like, I, I can't do it. Shit, the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought it was strictly yeah. because if you yeah. watch the scene. The shadows are long. Yeah. Yeah. So no, but it, it was he was just sick as I a had dog. No idea. And just, can can, we just you can see he's just sweating. Yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah. He looks a little peaked in that yeah. scene. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love and it. Became such a great moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's great. Of course. Just. It's like I have a gun. What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Art's got a gun. Yeah, he sure does. Yeah. He's got. And a, even the second time you pull the gun out. Again, you're still thinking, okay, he's going to do what he what he did, did to the first time, mm-hmm. but, nope, but nope, surprise. Yeah. Down nope. to the very last moment, he yeah. keeps you guessing. Yeah. 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 He does yeah. his things his way. And that's why I love that like, he just takes himself out. He's like, yeah, you're not beating me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the second film, now obviously you can't, you can't give anything away, but yeah. can you talk at all about, you know, what you tried to do differently or what you tried to keep the same or what now that you you kind of had an idea that art's become a little bit of an actually no by the time you were shooting uh terrifier hadn't blown up the way it did am i correct it was on its way yeah Yeah. right so it was about a year into it at that point so so. then did you feel at any time it's like okay so this could go somewhere what do i what do i uh keep consistent about this Mm -hmm. character what do i change up so people don't think it's just a repeat of the first one. Right. Can you speak to that, even in just oh, like yeah. metaphorical terms or, or details that we can put on the internet? You know. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's He's not... never gonna come back. Knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, Damien, all of us really looked at all the the critiques we got, both the positive and the negative, mm-hmm. and we're like, okay, let's learn from this and see what we can improve on. And also, like, okay, what did they like? Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll keep let's keep these things but improve on this so like you know, like the things of course we we capture you know art just being art just mm-hmm. going around screwing around with people and right. just being and we we just wanted to broaden that more and like I, I will say in part two he's not confined just basically one location he is going all over the place nice. in daylight even nice oh, wow. and just oh boy in the real world doing stuff that's even scary stuff at times yeah and and I love it. And I was like, oh, this is such a, it's great to see a villain just doing some kind of, sometimes like normal stuff. Like, it's yeah. just like, oh, God. <laughs> God. And so that's something we want to just keep nice. consistent, but just expand on as well. But um, I know one of the bigger critiques we had was um, there wasn't as much plot and character development because we we're trying Heard to make that. it all happen, yeah. you know, in like real, in real time. time. Yeah, right. yeah. And it's hard to do that. It's hard in... And like I always like to correct people about the whole plot thing. There is a plot to it. There and sure is. And it's Ashley is basically the whole plot that was the killing joke hmm. about in its Victoria's story is by how it, one person can does a totally sane, rational person, a lovely person can have a horrible day and they snap. And that was whole art's whole goal is to make someone just lose yeah. it right. yeah. and become kind of like him. And that's what the story of Terrifier is. But that's one of the things like, boy, we really, we, I know one thing Damien was, uh, you know, even regretful about is like, he didn't really get to really expand on Victoria's character. Yeah. That. We don't know her too much before yeah. the trauma. Yeah. yeah. You, you knew more about Tara than you did Victoria. Yeah. And Victoria's yeah. really the final girl. Right. Yeah. Mm. And so that's something like, okay, let's 
build on this for part two and let's bring in a true protagonist and nice. let's really build this character up to be someone that can actually go toe to toe with art because he needs the Batman to his Joker. Mm -hmm. And this character that Damien created for part two, Sienna, is a character he's had in his mind for over fifteen years. He's he I, he's told me he based on his sisters and his Aww. mom a lot because he came from a family of very you know he, he was like the only boy in a family of all women. So oh, he's like, he had all these strong, independent women around him his whole entire life. And he based a lot of this character on them. Also, like other, like Red Sonia and uh, Ellen Ripley and all that. Yes. Just kick ass. I'm not going to take crap off anybody type of characters. Good. And so, and it, which makes the irony of people calling Terrifier misogynistic even oh, more know, ridiculous. I know the I absurdity. Know. <laughs> it's just I, that one scene that yeah. you know makes people say, "Oh, okay, this is branded as misogynist." Yeah. Stupid. It's so funny because, like, if people know Damien, he is like one of the biggest feminists you can know out yeah. there. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like it was just a cool way to kill somebody. Like, Jesus Christ! We just Christ. know these yeah. things are evil. Art's the bad guy. Exactly. Like, this stuff is evil. What he does to women, especially, is evil. And yeah. that's that's what we wanted to show. Yeah, but yeah, he he put all this into this character. So this part two is very much plot driven by her. Okay, this is her story this time. Terrifier one was Art's story, mm -hmm. introducing Art to the world. This is introducing Sienna to the world. So you're seeing everything a lot through her eyes, her experiences with her family because they've gone through their own trauma, and so you're seeing how they're coping with all this. And so you have these two stories that kind of collide at one point. Cool. In Boom. It's like when they do collide. Oh, God. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason art is going after her as well. Ooh. And, and, and but we don't, we, we leave a lot to the imagination, too. We don't, we like to treat our audience like they're not stupid. Right. You don't need to spoon feed. Yeah. yeah. Plus, we also like to introduce a lot more mystery to this. A little ambiguity so, never hurt. Because, yeah. We're, yeah, we're not fully explaining why everything's happening, even in this one. We're like, yeah, we can in future films even okay. expand on that more we're trying to really build that universe right now yeah. so that's definitely one thing we really built upon but also we wanted to uh up the ante on the kills looking forward to that which I, everybody yes. was just like let's go <laughs> two and a half hours of yes. gore that's yes that was that was definitely never a challenge been done for us because we we were like, oh god, did we set the bar too high with the hacksaws? I mean, that's that's hard to top. <laughs> yeah, that's really. Like, but we took that as a personal challenge, and I, I, I even the first ten minutes of the movie is a pretty violent kill scene that I think would get us an NC seventeen rating if we had the MPAA rate the wow. film. Yeah, right. so don't, like, don't bother. Yeah, it's but there's a f kill later on in the movie which I do think rivals the hacksaw scene even outdoes it just in the pure viciousness but also just the gore factor he, damien went above and beyond for this kill scene and part of it is due to covid because we had already started filming part of the scene before the lockdown mm -hmm. happened and some it, because how it was damien was doing all the prosthetic where sometimes he would have to film stuff start filming stuff and then we'd have to take a break for a few weeks while he built the prosthetics and would come back and film the rest and that's what happened here we oh, already wow. started filming the beginning part of the kill scene and then COVID happened and we're like oh crap and we don't know how long it is going to be until we can film again and, and damien is such a workhorse he's like well i'm not gonna let this stop us I'm just gonna, I'm going to take this time to now revamp this kill, and now I have the time to make the prosthetics I really want to make for it. Nice. So we're going to go all out. So he, 
he had like six months to prepare for this. So we went back in like that uh, around Christmas back in uh, 2020. Wow. And filmed this thing. And something else, we already started filming and we just scrapped most of the stuff we already started filming. Because, I mean, it would have been great. But, oh. <laughs> and it was only supposed to take two days originally. This ended up taking about five, six days to film wow. this. Wow. Because he added so much more. That's <laughs> pretty God. epic. Yeah. And it's... It's it's a beast of a scene, and I have to hand it to the, the actor that plays the, the victim in the scene because this person went above and beyond. And this person is such a very sweet, caring, quiet person in real life. And just their performance in the scene is like, holy crap. They did this consistently on that level every single day. Well, I mean, this person was so covered in blood at one point, oh, they were stuck to the floor. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. We're like, oh, no. <laughs> Some, does anybody have any nail polish yeah. remover? Uh. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, no. But it's like, this scene is insane. And they're going to be, it's about five or six minutes of me slaughtering this person. Wow. wow. And it's. In the it, final cut, you're talking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have people going, this is too much. We even cut parts of it out because there's wow. just so much more wow. to it. It was just, oh, it's brutal. It is brutal. Now, have you, oh, Steve, Steve Barton was saying that you haven't even seen the final cut yet. No, I haven't. No, okay. I, because I, I specifically, you know, Damien's like, I can send it to you. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I want to see it my first time with an audience. Oh, yeah. Because that's yeah. how I that's saw great, the first one, yeah. too. That's awesome. That was such a fun experience. Because yeah. I was like, I, I, I like to experience it with everybody else and get that whole, oh, ooh, that worked. Because you know, yeah. I know what's in the movie, but I haven't seen it all put together. This is, right. aside from Dune, I think this is the only film that I'm looking forward to seeing in the theater. And I was a huge Dune head and couldn't wait for Dune to come out and Dune bored the shit out of me. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be that old guy who waits for screeners or comes to TV or whatever, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, this is, again, I keep bringing it back to 1978, a Times Square grindhouse full of mm -hmm. stoners and, you know, people yelling at the screen, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah. And all the shit that had never been done before. I recently saw it in 3D um at moma and it was like seeing it for the first time yeah and it's like i if the, i have the opportunity to relive that experience again with this i want it yeah and we have to see it in a the theater oh Hopefully yeah no absolutely the group together and yeah oh, I, 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 do I agree. that I but agree. it's definitely that's that's why i wanted to see it too with the group my first time yeah it's that, there are certain movies you have to see with a big group of people in a big theater. Yeah. It's just it's such a there's no replicating no, that. You, you don't yeah. get that same effect at just sitting on your couch at home. No, and it's like heart, slashers and comedies you have to see in the theater. Comedies, comedies especially, yeah. 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 That's it's yes. just that whole group. You know, um, it's a shared experience. Shared that experience yeah. yeah, that's why they invented the laugh track. Yeah. You know, my it, one that I saw actually that blended both of those. I saw snakes on a plane in a theater, <laughs> and that was that so much goddamn yeah. fun because yeah. at, at by the like maybe like thirty minute mark, every time the screen went green, the whole audience would be like snake vision. <laughs> like you can't, yeah, you can't replicate oh, no, that. There's no it, putting a price on the, that. Well, the problem is now the theaters are so damn slick and expensive yeah. and clean. It's like there's nothing like. Yeah, here's the old boomer talking. It's like, I miss the sleazy, disgusting Times Square grindhouses yes. where That's... there was a thick layer of various types of smoke, yeah. mm -hmm. you okay. know, and everyone yelled back at the screen mm -hmm. and you weren't sure if that what that sticky thing you were sitting on was. <laughs> yeah. 
and th- there was just something about that that cardiac. Is that carny carny at? Well, that's what we're talking to 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 Steve about because I what I said when I saw jerking off on the uh, chair when I was before before I did it when I saw Terrifier you know there's this level of uncompromised Mm -hmm. than it had yeah and I said the last time that I experienced that was when I saw Dawn of the Dead in the theater yeah Yeah. I hadn't you know in between that you can see you can see certain levels of either studio interference or studio uh input i oh, should say God. it's not always interference but it's Neutering. input yeah mm. things like that but when i saw that i was like the last time i saw something that had this unblinking compromise yeah was when i saw dawn of the dead in the theaters and the atmosphere that was always described about the set of dawn of the dead sounds a lot like what you're describing yeah. you know where everybody pitched in yeah. you know and and um People yeah. who love making movies. Yeah. And yeah. Just, yeah. And it shows. That's yeah. It really thing. does. Everybody. There's nobody. There's not one person on that film in, that is half-assing it or no, phoning it, it in. Not one. equally important. Yeah. And that's, yeah. That's how our sets, both of these films are, is just like the, the collaboration there is just great. It's, it's not just Damien coming up with ideas and stuff like that. He's like, if we're struggling on something he's like he's open to everybody else's ideas he's like yeah, someone on you know just holding the gaff mm. uh, they're like hey why don't we try this i'm like let's try that why not yeah why not course. see we'll give them options and stuff like that yeah it's, and, and it's like everybody it's it's because we had such a small crew on both these sets yeah. too and it's like we all went through stuff because like we were filming in very miserable locations for both these films mm-hmm. a lot of these locations were filming in the winter yeah. with very very little heat if any and mm. especially i've heard the the scene the hacksaw scene yeah, right like 20 degrees that night <sighs> and no heat and god poor oh god. Gosh. but that's that's how it was it's like everybody just works so hard together and it's yeah. like I, I would sometimes feel bad because i'm just sitting there waiting to do my things while everybody else is just hustling i was like yeah i i said that there's so much hurry up and wait for me yep. but the crew is constantly going constantly going yeah. having to set up the next shot and whatever it's just like they i always think like the crew doesn't get as much no. recognition as they do i, I mean, felt like that was my my first feature in adult recently mm-hmm. like i was like can i help like, no please yeah. don't like, yeah. no 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 i don't want no, to break don't. anything <laughs> like i'm just sitting here watching you hustle so hard yeah. i feel so bad but yeah that's why she's america's bustle. sweetheart ladies yes. and gentlemen but i like even for part two oh, there's, there's this one moment that i uh, just showed like the talent of the crew that we had the dedication was um like Sienna's bedroom. It was like we're supposed to, the first scene we we're supposed to film in there was like the next day and I'm I get there to set and I'm like the room's not even painted yet. There's nothing in there. It's just bare yeah. walls. Oh, I'm like wow. how are we filming this tomorrow? I, I started to freak out myself and I'm like I know this is not my stuff to worry about. Mm-hmm. But like uh two of our crew members Jackie and Olga stayed up all night oh, wow. finishing this room and I go in there Aww. the next day it's like the most amazing bedroom like I want this bedroom myself. Wow. It's like the intricate details they put into this bedroom like yeah. she she's a cosplayer herself she makes her own costumes and she's got this desk of all this material oh, on there cool. and I'm like you did all of this last night. <laughs> I was like, you go to bed. Please. Please go rest. This is amazing. Aww. And it's just like, 
but that's just how it was. Everybody <clears throat> just gave their all during this, and it's and, and it shows, and yeah. and we all had fun, and we all because God, like I said, sometimes some of these places we're filming were not that much fun to film in. But we would keep each other going the yeah. whole entire time. We were all there to boost each other up. Like a, a, we had this one moment in part two where it was like this one location we we're filming. It was just so cold, and this maybe night three or four in a row, and we're all exhausted. Uh. And especially Lauren and I were just sitting there, just like, uh, <laughs> morale was kind of down because we were a little bit behind schedule and everything. And Jason Levy, who played one of the cops in the first one, Jason. It, 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 his energy is oh my god in, I, whatever he like yeah. if he could bottle it and sell it i would buy it yeah and i'm like i'm, I'm so grateful for we had can i snort it said. <laughs> <laughs> but he like busts out of this room wearing lauren's valkyrie cusp oh my and if you god. know what jason looks like he, he looked like this big hairless baby in his valkyrie's cusp oh my god <laughs> I almost pissed my pants laughing, <laughs> and, but that's what we needed in that yeah. moment. It's right. like, okay, let's do it. We're ready for the rest of the night. That was amazing. You know, like you got to wash that costume now, Lauren. <laughs> 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 it was like because that that costume itself was a beast. It's, it's gorgeous. But oh my god, it was that thing. There's a whole story that Damien will have to explain one day about. I've that seen costume. nothing. I've seen. I'm, I've oh, been God. trying specifically oh, to stay as far is away from. This the biggest pain in the ass. This yeah. costume because it's like it's constantly falling apart mm. because all this is. Was that the that was the costume in the trailer? Yeah. Yes, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Okay. It's like oh oh, oh yeah, it was in the trailer. You probably it was basically it. held together with duct tape and wires, wow. and it was the most uncomfortable thing for Lauren to wear, and she had to wear it so much in this thing. Wow. It was yeah. like, doing all these fight scenes in it and everything too i'm like my god wow <laughs> i think she wanted to burn the thing by the end of it <laughs> i'm just gonna be amazing to see like cosplayers at future conventions yeah. Yeah. come up their own yeah. person i'm like how did you do this and it it's... looks like you're not in pain what yeah, yeah exactly what, what did you do to make this what's this material because yeah. we were constantly having to revamp the costume during the yeah. whole entire not we i mean like you know olga and jackie especially just constantly working on this yeah. thing non-stop and we had like three or four different sets of wings because the wings would easily fall apart mm -hmm. and break wow. and so the feathers going everywhere and yeah. getting bent and we have to watch uh, the trailer again i don't remember feathers oh god it's so oh, yeah. gorgeous yeah, okay. yeah. But when, once I saw it, I was like, okay, I saw it. I'm putting it away. I don't uh, want anything until yeah. I it's just... It's an awesome costume, though. I love it. Yeah. It looks great, but God, it was a beast to deal with. Wow. Well, I hope we get how, the chance how to How long see it are you usually in the chair? Originally, I was in the chair for like four hours. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, because we had, in part one, we had a different approach to the makeup where he'd put a ball cap on me and have to like paint it and glue it down and all that kind of stuff. And then he would put the prosthetic, which was made of uh, originally a gelatin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, silicon? Or... Yes, yeah. Gel yeah, yeah. Oh, the gel no, the gelatins. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. And he would then paint that and have to let it dry. And then he would do all the detail work with the black and then... I would go on set and stuff like that. And God, that I'm breaking out just thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> and what sucked was the gels, and it would like, if you got any liquid on it, it just start to fall apart. Yeah. Right. And the teeth I wore, the prosthetic teeth, would make me drool. Mm. Oh. And the cold would make my nose run. So you've probably uh. seen photos of me with Q-tips up my nose, and that's why <laughs> right. I'm trying to keep my nose from running. And yeah. we even wow. used the gelatin in part two for most of it. Yeah. But uh, at one point, we're, we're so fed up with the the 
the mouth especially just fall yeah. apart so easy because I'm having to make these big expressions all the time. So yeah. we, we do my close-ups first just uh, for that reason. Oh, it's smart. Yeah, we learned. But at one point, he finally found a way to um, make a foam latex mask instead. I was just going to yeah. say, why why gelatin versus foam latex? It's because cause... you have to have a certain type of oven to make the foam latex in because it's got all, all these toxic fumes. Mm-hmm. Oh. And he found a way to do it. And so we, the first time we used that, it was like a godsend. So yeah, much lighter. Yeah, sure. It holds up wonderfully, wonderfully. And it, is, it comes off better and all this. It's like, oh, wow. So we figured that out now. And now it takes about an hour, maybe a little bit more. Wow. Good. Excellent. Wow. Okay. Battle damage difference. and blood he has to add there. Because yeah. that's the thing that's the biggest pain in the butt is continuity with, with blood, blood spatter. Oh, my mm. God. We're constantly having to take reference photos all the time. Just like, okay, just to get little specks every little Yeah. And then, like, if you want to reuse the mask, obviously, yeah. you have to take it off and yeah. repaint. And Oh, it's a pain. And, wow. And we're also filming out of order. So we're like, okay, so... Where do we put all of this? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. we got to make sure, you know, like, okay, we got to link this up to where it's gonna be, and we don't know how blood's actually gonna splatter right, on me in the moment. Right, We hope. Yeah. <laughs> so, so speaking of the the makeup, so now you're a Halloween mask. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, Trick or Treat Studios, a proud sponsor of the Stabby Road podcast. They, they just, just don't, don't know, know it yet. yet. <laughs> um, uh. You know, they were one of the people who actually ponied up the cash to uh, to get the license, and yeah. I've seen it, and it's just fucking amazing. I mean, like everything they do, it's pretty cool looking. The, 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 the figure, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm like, now who's doing the figure? Trick or Treat Studios. It's Trick or Treat. Okay, because they do. Okay, now it's a it's a it's a twelve inch figure. Yeah. Okay, so they're not doing like an eight inch Mego kind of figure. Yeah, it's a, it's a like one one six replica. So okay. Yeah. Just check. Yeah. Where there was that the one where there were two? There was like one with blood and one without. Yeah. Yeah, it's so um, good. It's so good. And we also who's have getting a, the one without the blood? I think that was it. Like <laughs> I think like the special edition. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Exactly. Like, limited. Come yeah. on, yeah. Uh, but I think how was, long have you known me? It was you know, more was expensive like, too. So some of us yeah. poors got the one without blood. Okay. <laughs> Why did you even pay for anything? I, I didn't get that one, but I got the, I got the comic books though. Yeah. Okay. All right. I want to make a squishy. I got to make a squishy of Art the Clown. Yeah. Art the Clown needs to be made into a squishy. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you know, I expect to have some that, no, favored no, no. nation uh, terms there. I want my official Funko Pop. Oh. Could you? Oh, man. <sighs> well, I guess that. I guess the, that's, that's like the porn parody. It's like if you get a Funko Pop, you know you've made it. But, yeah. you know, I mean, to me, they're it's, the... It's coming. It's coming. I'm, they did, if they did Gage and mm-hmm. Church, they'll do this Art. This is true. They will. Yeah. But, they got it. They did a kid hit... Buy a Mack truck, yeah. they will do art. Yeah. yeah. Here's hoping. Knock on wood. <laughs> well, then, you know, since you want that, I won't say anything bad about or disparaging about <laughs> fuck no while, you know, we're here. Oh, wait. No, those are, custom. those, no those, those are customs. No, those are customs. I've already yeah. looked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I follow that guy on Instagram, yeah. actually. Damien's actually made his own customs before, too. Of course yeah. he has. And sold them. They sell like that. Of course. Of course he has. That's, I want, fuck, I yeah. want that. Not a, I want an yeah. original, not a Funko. Damien Leone original. Yeah, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a talented dude, man. Yeah, he he's is. Just... Good God, man. God, the, the the special effects in the first one are t- the makeup so is it is really fantastic. Top-notch. The likeness of 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 the people because usually sometimes you know you do the mask the mm-hmm. the, the the mold of the person's face yeah. it doesn't yeah. no matter how hard you try it doesn't the expression doesn't yeah. work and they all have that kind the of like I'm snoring look on their face yeah. mm-hmm. and and he just 
I mean, he'll even put like muscles and everything underneath, like the the, the, the face oh, I wow. was stabbing yes. into for the pizza racing. Yes, it had muscle and skeletal and structures the and tongue. everything. Yeah, wow. it was... I, oh, that was me actually playing with it. Go, oh my god! Look at this. <laughs> and they just caught that and put it in. Seriously? Yeah, because this is amazing. <laughs> So let's let's awesome. put that in the film with you playing with the thing. Oh so that God. was unintentional. That was just you goofing that was around just me and goofing around with wonderful. the prosthetic and then just it. had it on camera. And yeah, I was like, it was is... great. Yeah, you're right. It, it it's like you know it wasn't just cutting and you look you see the foam. You know, yeah. it just, just give way. And... Right. Yeah. 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 I was like, That's amazing because I'm like I'm like stabbing into like oh there's something in here holding him. Oh my God, muscles. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah, for an actor too. How what a yeah. freaking joy oh, to yeah. just not. Like you're actually I was, I getting was resistance. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Like the squish and like they're like they're just caving in. Type yeah. Of thing. Even like when with Mike Levy's head when I decapitate, I'm like, oh, oh wow, yeah. this is this, this is, is girthy. This is cool. <laughs> wow. wow. And there's there's some stuff he does in part two. I was like, wow, this is. You wow. didn't like my word choice on there. No, I just right. it was the first time I've heard you use it in a different context. <laughs> Thinner. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Tommy Boy was quotable. Oh my god! Oh, so quotable. Oh, are you shitting on Tommy Boy? You can I've, get out right now. No, I have not seen it. Oh, I didn't oh know my it. god! There's a whole blank space while we were raising children. Oh, Do you understand? Where I just like, I have to catch up. We'll with catch a lot you of these up. Things, Tommy so. Boy is freaking gold. Oh okay. God. The two of them together. Oh are... my god! Who's your favorite little rascal? <laughs> Is it oh, I thought you were asking me legitimately because I was around when they were playing. Or oh my god! No, no I no. love that. I, Eric and I do that all the time. I'll just be like, "What? Oh, you're looking at that girl, Thinner. Yeah, I love it. I love you, Dave. You're the best. In a little coat. Have you seen me? Uh, <laughs> Your brain's got the shell on it. <laughs> So I'm gonna watch that tonight God, now. I miss Chris Farley. Yeah. Mm. Rest in peace. Yeah. It's the end of this episode. <laughs> in memory of Chris Farley. Yeah. I'm gonna pour some of my Lacroix out. Just yeah. <laughs> one for me, one for my homie. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that is an hour. Do we want to keep going, or should we wrap? Oh, are we up? an hour? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, again, this, Time, this went like this, this one and this flies. Steve Barton yeah. one went like that. Yeah, amazing. I'm telling you. I guess. We have a, we have a double-sized episode. Seriously. For hollow, for, uh, oh, for oh, our clowngasm, clowngasm swallowing spooktacular month. Right, <laughs> yes. that is it. Yes. So that's, that's it. this is our huge-ass double double episode. We're, so we're just yeah. now imagining a, a vajayjay with a bunch of clowns just clowns. <laughs> 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 he called it a vajayjay. My God. If I had a dime for every time I imagine. Yeah. Like, a, like a predator. Just yeah. Oh my god, a clown car. Yeah. Oh my god. That's... Clown car of a JJ. Oh yeah, my yes. god. And that's... bats flying out. Like the beginning of Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Like you just said, like a bat coming out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, it's been a while. <laughs> Help me find my car keys. We'll drive out of here. <laughs> It's a stick shift, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so horny. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna pee! I have been successful. I never have to pee. Oh my god! Wonderful.
hey, you know, there, 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 there's an audience for that. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh. Yeah, but I can't post it on OnlyFans anymore. Uh, really? No. They have... no. Well, you can't, you can't post squirt anymore because it might be pee. Oh. Post your thoughts in the comments, folks. Is squirt pee? <laughs> or is it something else? You tell us. You should make it blue now, like the, uh, what you call it, commercial? Uh, like the tampon that wouldn't show blood. Not yeah. It's clearly not like pee goo. and it's clearly well, not blood. Didn't yeah. have the time to do it, but while we were driving here, we passed a place in Flushing. Uh, and Where I, is this going? It, and it's, and, it, and the sign said, the sign, yeah, I know. Someone once asked, uh, Remember the Charmin guy? Mm -hmm. Okay. Don't so Charmin. he was he was on the Mike Douglas show. Okay. <laughs> he was on the Mike Douglas show back in the 1970s. And he said he had to play a place uh, and his agent said, "What do you think about Flushing Queens?" And he said, "I think it's a great idea." <laughs> um oh, No, we were driving through Flushing, and we passed by a store. I didn't even get a chance to say it, but I have a picture in here and the store is called the G Spot. Nice. And oh, I was going to post it to the group and say, "Hey, I found it." <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So that, that reminds me, I placed gold. I was at a, at a convention in, in It's going to be on our social media now. So, <laughs> But I, I didn't have my, my glasses on. And there's this place called Clint's Liquors. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I didn't have my no. glasses on. I was like, oh, no. that can't be what that says. Kerning, people. If you're going to art school, take a typography class and learn L, about kerning. The L, the capital L, oh. and the I were so close together. Yeah. For the longest That's... time, every time I went to Port Authority, when I would emerge from the subway and it said visual paging system, I'd be like, vaginal what? <laughs> I, it's just yeah, paging Dr. Freud, but we have a slip on aisle four. Well, back, back, <laughs> hopefully, back in the day, I used to pass a, a place that advertised uh, marital aids, and I used to think it said martial aids. And I, nice. thought that's what I, went yes. I actually, I think I know the story you're talking about because I thought the same thing, right? So that's yes. cute. I was like, "How? Where do I find the ninja stars?" Yeah, <laughs> it was the '70s. Everybody, you know. Had ninja stars and ninjaku. Oh, stuff. martial art. I was thinking martial law aids. Oh, my, oh so no. Got, excuse me, do you have pommel horses that we can... <laughs> <laughs> do you have yeah. brass knuckles? <laughs> brass knuckles, yes. Rubber bullets. Oh, my no, God. No, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking martial arts. Yeah, that's cute. That's... We all went somewhere different. Because the same place, again, in Times Square, the same place that you would buy sex toys was the same place that you could buy your nunchucks yep. and your and your bongs and your bongs and, yeah i mean like, well it, you know yeah. what? it's they're kind of coming back to that or like the sex to at least yeah. i don't know about nunchucks but like bongs that that is becoming a th i've well, seen that yeah. make nunchucks out of dildos yeah. it's, there you go yeah, that's just, it was a one-stop shop for everything uh, that you would bad, do on a saturday night bad dragon if you're listening sponsor us sponsor us uh, well i mean yes eventually uh, should I take out the demigorgon or save that for another time? No, <laughs> no, I'm afraid I might get bruised. <laughs> thing comes out, pot hits me in the eye. I think that's huge. I'm not going to. I wouldn't do that. Oh, I was thinking something. <laughs> oh, I have a demigorgon dildo, sir. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the closet of dildos. Oh. It is. Yeah, the top shelf. You know, it's one of these I days tried we to, have to work a gag where, the, where there's animatronics. The they come out yeah. like Fibber McGee's closet. Well, <laughs> we may or may not be incorporating a dildo gag into Horrifier 2. Yay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So there's going to be a Horrifier 2. So oh, hopefully yeah. there will be another award. We'll see. And, okay. If we can, yeah. Uh, we just had fun with it, but we'll see what we can pull off. <laughs> okay. We'll see what we can pull off. Well, Because oh it's just the two of us, so. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> well, judging from the old shadow on the wall of the closet of dildos. <laughs> I'm gonna it's like say, the groundhog. Just <laughs> exactly. It's all shadow. 
You got five more minutes on the podcast. The Shadow of Dildo sounds like the worst HP Six Lovecraft story weeks. ever. Yes. Six it's more weeks of celibacy. <laughs> As the eldritch creature Hitachi rose from... Cthulhu. <laughs> and, okay, we're done. We're, we're done. We're, we're, I'm going to hell. No, that. you're not. That was amazing. Oh. I'm pretty sure he would approve. I'm going to. I think I'm going to turn that into a into a foam squishy toy. I think Cthulhu. I'm going to do it. Toy. Oh my yeah. god! How has this not been done yet? Like a bit It's. Uh, I'm sure there's you, hentai Dave. porn out there of it. There's gotta be. Or we need to patent that right actually, now. I'm gonna, I'm quite, you know, patent I'm calling my shit. lawyer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna trademark. Because I know people who will they, buy that. Do it as, as a thing. What, what are they called? A thing? Yeah, okay, you guys can't see it, but Jake, uh, Josh, Josh. He's basically what, doing what, the boob it's, sign. It's yeah. Know, but it's for guys. Oh, a oh, flashlight. A flashlight. Oh my god. A Cthulhu flashlight. Yeah. Well, yeah, you could do a flashlight and a dildo. You could do one of the ones that's like the, it's got the main like organ, and then yeah. all the little ones for the oh stimulation of the other things. Oh wow! Oh wow! There we go. This this is, I'm I'm on it. Get it? Get well, it I'm going. not literally on it. You can see Joe's at the wheels, moment. like no rustily judgment. and creakily turning. Hey, look, look, I've been in. I tried that business once before. You know, we were going to do a Harry Potter uh, wand oh, vibrator. Yeah. And uh, it, yeah. Harry Pecker and the Sorcerer's Well, mom. it's because somebody who's stupid said that there's not an audience for it. And She's, well, yeah. And they were wrong. They were yeah. wrong. They, well, they were it, 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 it's what she was recommending. Yes. You know? Like, you yeah. heard the story. It was like girthy. She was like, no, it should be girthier. I'm like, no, no it's a wand. It's, a wand. it's, like, it's just a, it's it's not a, a gag gift. It's that not a, a sit on. It's a kid's toy, though. Did you not hear yes, the story? Yes, the, 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 uh, the, the broom. The broom. Yes. No. Yes. Oh, you never heard the story? No. Jake, please, before we leave, tell the story. So, everywhere, I forget which Harry Potter movie they were selling it for. It might have been the third one. There was a broom, and to give the illusion of you, like, riding around the broom, it would vibrate. Yes. And, like, violently and Boy, vibrate. did it sell like hotcakes to all the young girls. <laughs> and that oh, was, yeah. my I God. I saw this, and I was like, what the actual... Yeah, what? So that, that had was... to go through so many people yeah. to get approved. It. So yeah. many it, people. Did it get pulled? It, it got pulled. Oh, it got pulled. It got and, got... It, and then it got taken out of the stores, yeah. too. Yeah. See, back in my day, I we had, had to you. masturbate with our electric toothbrushes. That's right. <laughs> now we've got the Nimbus 2000. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm kidding? Yeah, well, it's called Oral B. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm really oh, glad no. you caught me before I, I took a sip. I saw, I saw yeah, the, yeah. the the can coming up. I'm like, there's timing, timing, Holy timing. Holy shit. Timing. That would have been a legit spit take all over <laughs> our <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Holy God. shit. Oh, I don't have God. any more in me. Are we sure? Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, <gasps> we're going to end the show right here because we have got so... But I will say, we do now have a double-sized episode. I thought you said double-sided. We have a double-sided... Double-sided episode. Demagogued dildo-sized. Ass-to-ass. Ass-to-ass to end the show on that we are going to... A... A... But friends like me, who needs an enema? We've got a Cthulhu-sized episode <laughs> that we are going to have to end on. That is definitely Armageddon. not going on YouTube. Armageddon, oh. ladies and gentlemen, oh. to Holy end shit. the show. We, we need to thank our special guest. Very much. 
I'm going to I'm going to let Sonia thank our guest because well, how know, do you want me to thank him? <laughs> Look, it's already hot in here. So <laughs> yes. It's just well, Yes, it's, it's we'll have to yes, we're going to have to open the closet of dildos to thank him correctly. The room no. required. Yes. Oh, I have well, one hey, for every specialty. It? What are you into? What's your flavor? <laughs> in, in all seriousness, thank you. It's yes, really. you are truly not only just one of the most talented people I know, yeah. you are a really good, genuine, solid human being, and yes. I'm. It's a privilege to know you. Thank you. Yes, and and it is a pleasure pleasure to have met you and to be in the same room interviewing you and uh, just hanging out. Really, truly. And I appreciate the fact that while people can't see it because it's off frame, that you've had your hand down my pants this entire time. I have long Dave. arms. He does. It's, yes. I was He's very tall, impressed. Go, go, catch it up. Yes. Very impressed. No, I... <laughs> Missed it by that. <laughs> wow, Inspector Gadget and Get Smart. And get Smart. Holy just the whole shit. Don Adams <laughs> repertoire. So, um, I, 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 you know, I'm... The only thing that saddens me is we never got to talk 1776 tonight. Oh, my God. Oh, you talked enough. We'll do a Broadway episode or something. There we go. You you can't really steer into 1776 after all the dildo conversations. No. You just can't. Sit down, John. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently you can. Apparently it's a thing. For God's sake, John, sit down. Someone better open up a window. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God, dude. Okay. Fucking legend. Sorry. Don't apologize. Fucking amazing. This this is the episode we're going to present to all our sponsors. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it really sums us up. Sexual slave. I'm picturing John Cullum singing that now. Yeah. Holy shit. Just because we are actually running out of. Battery probably. Battery time and, Yo, and so we're slowing this space down, we do though. actually have to. Uh, we do right. actually have to uh, end this. So uh, thank you again, David. On behalf of on behalf of Stabby Road, I am Rob Graydon. I am really tired. <laughs> but, uh, I'm Joe Senna. I am Sonia Harcourt. And, and thank, thank you for walking down with the stabby with all of us. Yeah, right. Dick Bush. Dick Bush. Dick Bush. The Stabby Road podcast was created by Joe Senna, hosted by Rob Graydon, Sonia Harcourt, and Joe Senna. Recording technicians Josh Graydon and Eric Todd. The Stabby Road podcast is a production of Fourth Castle, all rights reserved. See you next week.